Eyes fiery, cry tears to my diary. Sometimes a Zanny ball can't help you fight back the anxiety. I go to my Lord quietly. Teardrops on our faces, teardrops on my faces. Like teardrops become waterfalls by the time they reach my laces. My eyelids is like levees, but my tear ducts is like glaciers. As I contemplate creation, the salt that heals my wounds, pour out my eyes is like libations. I can't stop my mind from racing. I got numbers on my phone, pictures on my phone. The day my mama died, I scrolled her texts all day long. The physical returns, but the connection still stays strong. Now I understand why you used to cry sometimes we ride down Playborn. You just missed your, you just missed your mama. Now I just miss my mamas. Uh, yeah, you motherfuckers hear that? Y'all know what it is. Y'all see the lights. Y'all see the signs. Stop your fucking vehicles, nigga. Don't cross that barrier. Running triz is coming through, nigga. The wildest, nigga. The spiciest, nigga. The, the most powerful, but also the most merciful. Sometimes. What we doing today, dude? You tell me. What we doing today, bro? Right now, dog, we about to enlighten all of your chakras. We about to touch all of your motherfucking senses. With your consent. With your consent, of course. And we about to give you that work, my nigga. We about to give you them bars. Damn the address, nigga. You starting first or my starting first? Uh, I think you started first last last time we freestyled. I give him that work. Right, my nigga about to get a nigga that work. Y'all hear the motherfucking train coming. This nigga about to bless this motherfucker for the one time. Gonna let these niggas know what's going on, playboy. Uh, running trez. We have nothing in common. Already know. My girl eyes shake like almonds. If you getting jumped while I play the accomplice... Tie a nigga down, my nigga, just like bondage. Oh, freaky boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, bondage, uh, BDSM. That's gangland social media. Already know. I robbed a nigga, I got greedier. Still trying to get verified on Wikipedia. <coughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. Shorty on my ear nagging, why is she so needy, bruh? I mean, I did everything. I mean, I'm still feeding her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what else? Um, <laughs> hoes on my phone. I'm, I get texts. I'm still deleting, bruh. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I pray to God that she never checks my recents. I'd rather catch a body and be found in the precinct. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Y'all niggas know what time that is. It's the bully nigga. Let's go one time for episode. What we, 76? Yeah. Episode 76. Look. If niggas hating. I'm John Blazer. Mm. Unlock the glove box. Oh, you see, he's feeling the bully, nigga. The bully, the bully, the bully even, nigga. Even my dog on your feel what I'm saying? Um, unlock the glove box for a pistol and Gary Payton's. Mm. It's a very scary sight in those crosshairs on French Brayton. Okay. Ooh. I'm not a nigga like a Bantu. Mm. What else? Spin the block. They come back next week. To repeat the same steps like a shampoo. Mm. My burner don't jam, dude. What else? I'm a Florida nigga. Like the worst type of niggas that go to fam you. <laughs> True, True for the boss, nigga. <laughs> niggas want to play with two Ks. Okay, my 40 got a badge. I got the clamps, too. Mm. Big homie, I will ram you. Hall of Fame, baby. The train coming. Your dame's coming. I treat you like Mary Blige. Shorty know when there's rain coming. Mm. 
uh, your older sister wanted a menage. You know them stains coming. I got a joint in the middle of my pants. Look like a white lake. She don't fuck with you because you tiny, nigga. I ain't talking escape. Ooh. Big bars. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas know what time it is. T.I. wife. <laughs> bike the bike. Bike the bike. Y'all niggas know what time it is. Here in the world. It's your favorite cousins. It's the Running Tris Podcast. The most dangerous podcast in America. Mm-hmm. Tris said. Tris said. Tris said. What? Noel. The most dangerous niggas on this planet. You understand what I'm saying? The bad boys of this podcast shit. Comprehend, nigga. More money, more murders. The best three men squad in the league. You know, three niggas can keep a secret if one's dead. Uh, ain't the lovers a sliver. The smaller lovers. I'm not going by Cousin Bang <laughs> lovers, though. You feel me? But we here to run a train on podcasting. Yo, that. And if you're first time listening to something I do, I kind of have like a mini pitch meeting in the beginning of our episodes to really let you motherfuckers know what we do around this time. Okay. Should I tell them right now? Hey, come on, dog. Inform, inform them. Let me tell these motherfuckers, look, if you came here and you just happened to be one of them little kids and heard T.I. let niggas that don't know him, let them know that they didn't know him, and you thought to yourself at age 12, these niggas don't know me. <laughs> you couldn't get an OZ. You know, you know what I'm saying? This is a podcast for you. If you're the type of nigga who, the moment you hear goons lurking by applies, okay. you get demon emojis in your eyes, nigga, nah. you're in good company, bro. That we, needs to be an emoji. Which one? Applies? Applies? Uh, give me a yellow boy emoji with demon eyes instead of hard eyes. With the little purple devils. Oh, shit. That needs to be an emoji, dog. Give me the the, the yellow face with the, with the, with oh, the demon eyes. Oh, shit. Be, if I if I send you the demonize, could you imagine can be- Drake captions? Oh, <laughs> wow! But if you heard Good Kid, Mad City, and you heard K Dot told me ask him to sing about him, and just before you heard those gunshots ring out, and that shit really fucked with you, you know we all in the same shit. Come on, you will they sing about me? We gonna find out. But I know who will sing about us. Ooh. These bitches. Because ah. if you came here because you want to hear two niggas uplift these black queens and still sweet talk to these skeezers and hood rats, mm. these chicken heads out here. We, we hobble a uh, hood rat. Hobble a hood rat? Yo, da. Uh, uh, hmm, am I allowed to speak that language? <laughs> <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody listening to Brendan's. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to speak that like why. You know what's funny? Like all jokes aside, uh-huh. um, one of the homies hit me up and was like, "Bro, I know you booed up right now, but I really appreciate that you ain't watered down the content. Yeah, just cause sure you're listening. Yeah, ain't no water in this whiskey, man. There might be some ice though. There's, there's ice in it. There ain't no water, but there's ice in that <laughs> We're here to provide a high quality content and to really figure out is it Uchiwali or one mic. But in today's case, huh? Hmm. In today's case, is it Universal Soldier or Ezekiel's Will? Uh. You already know what the fuck going on. I am the brow bully, your part-time activist, part-time gang enthusiast, aka Almighty Twine, mm. aka the Jared Leto of the ghetto, aka Jedi Twine. I'm from the West Side of the Force, aka. What do me and Sister Freckles have in common, Playboy? Oh, that's awesome. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, little mama. It wasn't that long of a time, neither. Two years, maybe? But y'all could call me Westside <laughs> Twy. 
I'm here. I'm here. I'm here with this nigga, the New Jersey Devil. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Damn, the, address, the poster boy for black sociopaths. My cousin and confidant. The Farrakhan of marijuana. Damn, the Human address, PCP nigga. in the flesh. He's the reason you found a Fendi print do rag under your BM's pillow. <laughs> a legend in two games. Uh huh. Tax fraud and reckless endangerment. He's smoking dust, but still a black boy white folks can trust. What's I, going on, dog? What up, what up? I could definitely co-sign that. Finally, dog. <laughs> Finally, a nigga speaking my language. <laughs> he wasn't feeling prostitution yeah, and kidnapping. I mean, no, dog. <laughs> Especially not, not today. When was the last time you allegedly, recklessly endangered the general public? Uh, yes, Yesterday, dog. I was at work. You, you, so you saying your 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 presence in itself is reckless yeah, endangerment? You never like I, uh, I'm a walking felony, dog. Especially since Twilight told me about irritated assaults. I don't even need to be, <laughs> I don't even need to be aggravated or what, dog. I just need to be slightly inconvenienced, and I know I can play as with a dude. Uh, you ever tell the folks what you got voted in high school? Uh, most unpredictable, which it took me three four years to realize. Most unpredictable was a class clown. Yeah, I saw, I saw it. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't. It didn't, it, I didn't realize it. You realized it for yeah, me. Yeah, I had because no, the way you were talking, you were proud of it. Yeah, like yeah, and I, I said, Whoa, not being spontaneous is a good thing. Being unpredictable is being a legend in reckless endangerment. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and tell these motherfuckers who he is, dog. Yo, 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 dog. It's your boy Low Key Noel, uh, aka the Low is your shepherd, uh, aka Wholesale Noel, uh, aka Starting Point Guard. Um, you know, wanna fucked up the draft. But Avante Garde is still here ready to take the G League by storm. Also known as the senior VP of Hood Rat Relation and all Hood Rat related inquiries. You have any incident reports for this week? It's been a solid week, man. Production has been high. Morale has been high. Yeah. That's not what I hear. <laughs> Tanya been running her little Yo, Tanya can shut the fuck up. <laughs> Saying, she, uh, yeah, yeah, she a little chatty pack. I talked to her. <laughs> like I said, production has been high, high morale high. has been high. We're actually having a potluck um, this coming Friday, casual Friday. Just because your sandals got a back strap to them does not make them perfect for casual Fridays. Remember that. What time is the potluck? Uh, three o'clock. What time is the potluck? Like I said, I won't be there. <laughs> I figured with this particular episode, uh-huh. this is gonna be the podcast version. Of when Nas said, sleep is a cousin of death. Uh, Why do you think Nas said that? Niggas dying they sleep all the time. But I guess because just like, you you unawares for real when you in your sleep, man. Mm-hmm. You unawares, bro. Just of being vulnerable and shit? It's, 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 a, it's the most vulnerable you can be for real, for real, being asleep. No, it ain't. What do you think is the most vulnerable? Uh, Shorty between my legs, my ankles and ass. Yay. <laughs> Hey, you try to figure out there. Show you the real freaky tonight. It's a setup. Shorty can literally do whatever she wants with me, dog. Oh, man, you right. You yeah, right. that's my most vulnerable state. Especially when you get to level two. So with this nice <laughs> with this nice line, uh, so you think it's just being vulnerable? Yeah, just being vulnerable, for real. I hate when... Uh, what do you think is a brother to death? Uh, if sleep is the cousin... Um, if sleep is the cousin, damn... The brother to death is probably fucking some some light inconvenient shit, nigga, like daydreaming or some shit like oh, that. Oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, niggas sleeping with their eyes open. For sure. Well, speaking of niggas, mm-hmm. around this time in the podcast, we like to tell our male listeners to do what, bro? Hey, hey, partners, pick up them Q-tips, dog. I see them. Big man. Clean out them ears, bro. Famo. Turn the volume up if you need to. You understand? Like K-Slay said, dog. Brother. If your shit don't crank up to 30, get a new shit. Brother. 
keep your brother mother fucking brother hands to yourself. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapist. Motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. No rapist. Motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self. Do we have a remix this week? Damn yes, right now we're breaking it down for the grown and sexy. Uh, do we want to do that? First? Keep your motherfucking hands to, to your motherfucking self. Keep your motherfucking, motherfucking hands. Y'all put, put a little more groove into it. I'll put a little more groove. Keep your motherfucking Hand okay. To your motherfucking self, bitch, nigga. Keep your motherfucking hands to your motherfucking self, ho ass nigga. I put that Ronald Ivy in there, big man. It sound like maybe the message don't really correlate to y'all because you know um, I have a particular way to talking to motherfuckers I don't like. Uh-huh. So I think I'm gonna switch my approach instead of calling you kind of bitches and nigga. Uh, you know. Talk down to you, whip your paw verbally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little more gentlemanly about it. Okay. Fuck, nigga. <laughs> I would really appreciate if you obliged to my demands of you keeping your unmoisturized, mm. musty, dusty, and crusty hands to your filthy ass self. Yes, please. And I want to stress that even though I, violence is my go-to with most matters, mm-hmm. I'd much rather for you to follow these guidelines in a very respectable way or else, <laughs> Mr. Man, <laughs> the protocol for you failing to comply with these demands mm-hmm. What was all in your ass getting violated by multiple members of Tris set? All sorts of bodily harm. And, um... Oh, shit. You see, I'm, all, you know, you see, I'm not going to be aggressive this episode. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm going to be real smooth with it. Non-hostile. I'm a Caribbean man. Likewise, my cousin. And in our native tongue, we have a term that uh, we're starting to use more as a, a war cry. Uh-huh. Kakasumun. <laughs> <laughs> A <And>, war crime. <laughs> and this is not the kind of thing you want to be heard screaming down the block. Yeah, you don't want to be on 17th it. Street coming out of Atlantic Station. I peep you. You hear me scream Kakasumun. And then the yeah. three niggas I'm with start running towards you. Full That's time. not really the kind of thing you want to see. So for your benefit and my own benefit, Please just get your two forms of consent with emphasis. Rock with shorty and everybody cool. You feel what I'm saying? For real. Just because it's demon time don't mean it's demon time for you. Simple and plain. That emoji don't apply to you. Here at the Running Trips Podcast, I guess we'd be the red laser talk, huh? Oh, shit. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> Here comes that brand new laser in your ear. We practice... <laughs> We 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 um what what we doing? Oh we practice consent with emphasis and we don't condone 
taking advantage of women under any circumstance physically. Uh, we're almost at that emotional stage. Yo, just a, just a, a lot of red tape. Just a, a lot of red tape. You, a little more uh, T's got to get crossed. I's got to get. Trust. You feel you, me? This but has our full attention. It's on, it's on its way. You know how we, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, man, we do it for y'all. Shawty, you know what time it is. This is episode 73. So, no, no. What is it? You couple, you couple episodes back. 76? 76. I'm tweaking. Uh, Philly. Yeah, though. Right? Hey, Philly. <sighs> 76 76 Ah My man Why was that so hard to figure out Man come on bro What what, what was Jay Leck on (laughs) Jay Leck was on uh, Certain certain avenues Plenty of avenues Can you repeat any of them I don't I remember I think No I was gonna say Madison But that's Lupe Alright man We're gonna keep it moving This is episode 76 All praise is due to Allah Jay Electronica's version In this episode We'll be discussing what Today we'll be talking about grief And how we deal with it For real For real um, how you manifest grief in your life, heartbreak, depression, and all, and all those uh, the wallow type avenues. We will be talking about it. If you're a first time listener, when it is a safe haven for emotional, mental, plus spiritual growth, all the other kind of fuck shit. Um, the good homie Shea Butters hit my line. We're working on the metaphysics of shit. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. Um, she's kind of teaching me these things called a matrix. You ever heard of it? Neo. Uh, I don't know. She told me about this Matrix thing that I need to get tapped into. I'm, I'm ready to get tapped into a yeah, Matrix. So we'll figure that part out. Once we tap into the Matrix, we'll be we'll be able to provide that for y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a safe haven within the Matrix. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's wild, yeah, right? Kind of, <laughs> I wouldn't. That's kind of wild. Yeah, uh, for our niggas, for the homies, protect your spiritual hairlines. Um, even deeper than that, you know, uh, past episode, we've been telling y'all to protect your hairline from these whack-ass niggas out here trying to receive yeah. your shit. Yo, da. But we failed to bring up an even more dangerous opponent and adversary. Than a, than a whack-ass homie? A whack-ass nigga? These whack-ass bitches oh, man. that want you to have no spiritual hairline. You see, with a, a nigga, man, fuck this nigga. Yeah, fuck pull, this pull his shit back. Zeke. Your shit here, uh-huh. push right here. Shorties, yeah, yo, take, give him done. the George Jefferson joint. You know what I mean? Done. Take his shit off. Yeah. I don't want I don't want a corner on this nigga. So, um, even deeper than watching these green-ass niggas, I want to strip you of that perfect spiritual hairline that you have. Yeah, watch out for these shorties. I literally was trying to blood suck your hairline off your body, bro. Bro, wax your shit clean off. Don't wax me. Yeah, don't wax me. That's that's, that's not a patch. That's a you know, that's a valley. I don't want to be a part of that, bro. <laughs> I don't even fuck with nature like that. Before, <laughs> yeah. before our queens, don't sacrifice your spiritual edges for no nigga, and definitely don't spe- sac- definitely don't sacrifice your spiritual edges for no bitch. Get your spiritual toothbrush and let whatever universe. Or cosmic entity you pray to lay your shit for you in peace. It's rubies this month, right? Yo, duh. So grab your cl- cl- clinch your rubies. Rubies is that expensive. That's wow. Yeah, clinch your rubies kind of high. <laughs> <laughs> rubies is expensive. So whatever. If you even got an imitation, Johns. The What's an imitation ruby? Uh, I don't know. Some sort of. I'm confident diamonds still in there. Uh, are niggas still dying for diamonds? I mean, you I don't, me. I don't, I don't you know. tapped in Africa. Well, what's what's what? I'm, what's what's app talking about? Uh, whoa, I'm not tapped in Africa <laughs> or WhatsApp. What you, what you got against the motherland? I have nothing against the motherland. I'm just not tapped in. My African contacts are all American. I don't know. I don't I'm know telling about Umar. Yo, chill out. I'm telling about the Umar. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, you could be doing anything else in the world, but you're rocking with two Haitian ass niggas mm. that definitely shouldn't be having a podcast. But guess what? We do. Yeah. What up to the Twi Hive on the low heads, run a check and run a fade. If you love Tristan, support Tristan. 
Support us by liking, commenting, sharing on social medias. You know the whole spill. Talk to us nice. Tell you plug about your set. Shit, you got your graduating classes, going to college. Mm-hmm. Tell them just about your set. Uh, yeah, bring us to your campus. Oh, a college tour. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of hot. Right, yeah, it would be. Yeah, college tour? Yeah, you want me on your campus? Come on. Uh, plug up tricks, uh, Trisset. <laughs> you said plug who up? Plug us up, Trisset. Plug us to who? To, to your college, uh, camp, to your professors, campus security. What would be the maybe? first college you want to go to? Um, this that's a very uh, that's a very uh, <laughs> uh, that's a wild question due to <laughs> all the years. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, long as, a, as long as it's an HBCU, it doesn't matter which you one. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Chill out. I know exactly where you want to go. Where I want to go? Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> Think we're talking about Arizona State for yeah, Chill out. Uh, you know, around this time, also, I'm gonna give thanks to those that's really been in the field, essential workers. Um, my heart goes out to friends and family. I know it's a tough time, we're all trying to figure shit out. Um, we ain't halfway through July, mm-hmm. summertime, and it's uh, 2020 has been trash, and and uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how I'm trying to say what I want to say, but kind of like. I'm starting to really feel how everybody feeling. Okay. You know, we get to the point where it's getting past the point of um, what we thought everything could actually be, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, um, you know, everybody was anticipating by the time we get to August, like, everybody that's what was being reported yeah. by August, yeah. she'll be back to normal. By July. I mean, it was yeah, initially, yeah, niggas thought like, it was done. We here, and... Yeah, niggas we, is looking at next year now. For sure. Like, next spring type shit. Mm-hmm. And I can see that you know, shit's wearing on motherfuckers. You know, motherfuckers don't know what to do. Um, those who suffer from anxiety that's already ramped up. Those who already suicidal. Those who having issues like existential type shit. Mm. Niggas is hustling, you know. It's getting to the point where it's like, okay. Yeah, what, what the fuck is really going on? Like, what we going to okay, do? Okay, so, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, some people's wells are running dry. Uh, people are dying. Um... You know, which is a very sensitive time, and you know, I just want to say, on top of everything, that my heart goes out to everybody else listening. Hold your head up. We're going to get through this shit one way or another. I mean, even though we, even if we don't get through this shit, we're going to get through this shit. That's uh-huh. how I look at it. As long as we all have a pulse and we stand alive, you're going to get through this shit. Uh, special shout out goes to Big Jot. Yo, da. Him, Mikey Turntables, and the NBLP organized a GoFundMe to back the Black Woman Defense Initiative that they created to obtain a concealed and carry license for 100 black women in the state of Georgia. Shout out. So shout out to these niggas. We salute y'all. That's a major shit. Follow Big Jock ATL on social media. Get that link to that GoFundMe. Please donate. It's very important. I stress to all my female friends that definitely live in the state of Georgia, especially because process of getting your concealed and carry license very simple. Yeah, easy peasy. Um... Do that. Even if you don't donate, do that. If you live in the state of Georgia, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, push her to do so. I want every woman around me strapped because a lot of flies niggas around here. And mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta protect yourself for real. 100%. I want to say what up to all the B words and L words, non POCs and OGs is tapping every motherfucking Tuesday. It's OPM and OPP. Vibe check. What's going on with you? Um, what? What's going on with you? It's been a cool, cool little week, man. You boy definitely had a. Um, 
yesterday actually I was at work and then I told Twy you know I'm over here serving doing my thing or whatever I thought this is the bar okay and I thought then, you were like with the work yeah, was, you gotta do what you gotta do but um, I sent Twy the message uh, sh- shorty left me a tip and then she wrote her number on the back of the tip oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ab- uh, Abby and as I'm looking at this <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself like yo her interactions with me at work you know I'm having her laughing and shit like that joking around I'm thinking shorty really think I'm a good dude so did you anticipate that were you thinking no, that she wasn't, wasn't no, oh, she, didn't, she didn't even know a sign that she was digging like that no not, not at all not at all okay so, um, I looked at the number before I balled it up, and I'm thinking to myself... So you're not going to hit shorty? No, no, no. Okay. Nah, I'm not, it's, it's not one of those situations. You got to protect your guy body. Yeah, you feel me? I understand. You know, my, my, my auras and my chakras got to be protected out here. But yeah. I'm thinking to myself, man, this is not Take the... Take one episode for a chakra be added to our lexicon, Yeah, brother. that's it. And we only care about one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the coochie one. <laughs> Let me see that third eye. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I like that throat one, too. The throat chakra? Yeah. Yeah, that's a powerful chakra. Enlighten me. <laughs> yeah. Speak laughing to me, literally. Yo, duh, but, um, so as I'm looking at, as I'm reflecting on the situation, and I'm thinking, like, damn, man, if, even a year ago, Shorty set herself up for failure like that by leaving me information, first thing I'm going to try to do is take advantage. I'm going to try to see what I can get out of it. And I'm, I'm sorry, th- say that again? First thing I'm going to try to see... It's, I'm gonna try to take advantage. Why? I don't know. I thought we were moving past. This. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like this is kind of crazy to me. Like, like, like it's, it didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, oh, you're saying you're going from that? Yeah, like I, I just crumbled <clears throat> up. The, I'm like, I'm not interested in shorty. Oh man, this is a moment which I wish I had a um, motherfucking applause. But I'm just gonna play something, and it's just gonna be the opposite of that. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. So I'm not saying it's a bullshit. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bullshit alert. It's yeah. the opposite of that. That's all I got. That's the best I got. Yeah, I got you. So play that bitch in the reverse. Play it in reverse. But, um, so dealing with that situation, I'm like, damn, B, shout outs to you because I'm thinking, like, as soon as I got the number, I reflected on it a bit. I'm thinking, man, yo, I'd probably get some money on Shorty for real, for real. She just opened. Left me a fat ass little tip. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, nah, bro, leave it alone. If I catch you at work, I just tell her I'm married or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, part two of the vibe check. Now, this week, I was going through old podcasts. I was going through old shit in general. I was having a very nostalgic ass week. Yeah, tell me about it. Going through like this nigga, wild. Going through. I listened to the 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 mid like about fifteen episodes of the podcast this week, but all middles, not the beginning. Like starting from twenty. And then I got to episode 37, 37 or 36, which is the dangerous episode, Schoolboy Q. That's from September, September, nine months ago. And then I remember I'm listening to the podcast, and I stated in the podcast when he was talking about it, I had a panic attack while listening to the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, if, I'm mis- if I'm not mistaken, you said that you gripped the steering wheel harder yeah. and just decided yeah. to press yeah. harder on the... Because I was already going at least 100. I was going 100 miles an hour, screaming, crying at the top of my lungs while uh, while um, Kid Cudi is humming in the back of my ears. And then I'm like, damn, B. Um, the album came out in April earlier that year, so I'm thinking this had to have been... Doing the math right, I'm like, bro, it's been at least a year since a nigga had his last panic attack, like his last legitimate panic attack. 
And I hey like, man, shout out to you. Like I said, I don't have an applause, so I'm just gonna play it. It's the opposite of that. It's not the bullshit alert. Whatever, whatever the opposite. Of I'm gonna work on it. That's all I got, man. Well, shout out to you. That's yeah, that's major that's, shit. That's kind of wild to me. I'm wondering what what was it. I'm thinking like in these times, a nigga would be more panicked than anything else. Nah, man. That's the thing about healing and becoming more whole. It takes a lot more to shake you. You feel me? Hmm. That's why, like, think about think about in the last like year and a half. How many situations you see me in, and then you look at me like, "Oh, let me see if I go snap." Yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, "Nah, why? Well, I'm not gonna let this slide." <laughs> yeah, let's just slide. That's <laughs> a that's a gorgeous thing about it. Um, that's a good vibe check. I mean, shout out to you. <clears throat> My shit not really a vibe check. It's more so explaining how we got to this episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Originally, this episode was going to be Cranes in the Sky by Solange. And um, it wasn't even last week. It was a week before last week. I want to say it was probably like the Thursday or Friday the week before. Mm -hmm. And on the way home from work, I was listening to a written testimony to Electronica's album. First time since like that month it came out. Like I was saying in the last episode, I don't let my ego use me. I use my ego. Right? Mm-hmm. I let it. I use it as like a bulletproof shield, Yada. bulletproof vest or whatever. Like I don't let shit get to me like that because I, you know, I use it to my um, benefit. And uh, I was listening to the song, and I remember the first time I heard the song. You know, naturally, I thought about my mother. Yeah. And then I'm listening to the song now, and all I'm thinking about is me. Because, you know, for me getting sick in mm-hmm. May, mm-hmm. like, what if I died in May? Yoda. How the song, I, all I was thinking about, if I would have died in May, this is how, I know that's not a motherfucking play. Maybe, yeah, this is definitely a plane. Or a helicopter. Niggas is wilding out here. Um, if I would have died in May, this song is how I would imagine... A lot of folks around me would have felt. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can think about. And it was like me removing that bulletproof vest and actually letting that hit home. Because after I got sick, you know, the world was in chaos, protests going on right here in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. I never really acknowledged how I felt about getting sick. I was just happy that I overcame that shit. And, you know moving out, moving on, and carrying on, and being stronger for it, and kind of celebrating, but I didn't really acknowledge, like, how close I was, because, um, I should have said a tweet, but I saw a tweet earlier that day, before listening to the song, and the shorty was talking about how her brother passed from COVID, COVID. her big brother, and I was reading a text thread, and it wasn't much different from how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Except he went to the hospital and they sent him home with pneumonia and all that shit. And he and she was saying how um, how he would describe how he felt with breathing and his pains. I'm like, that's all I was thinking about. Like, damn, like <clears throat> you know, that was me type shit. And then I read that tweet when I was at work, and then I got in the car and started driving home, and then that's when it just hit like. Yeah, nigga, I was almost out of here for real. 
it really made me think about, you know, the fear. Not to say I wasn't, had no fear of the consequence of death, but it really made me think about the difference between me now and me back a few years ago, like me being afraid because I don't want to die because mm-hmm. I have so much that I have and so much I want to do. <clears throat> and my value of life is much greater than it was when it used to be. So that's really like what made me um, change uh, change the episode because I know that if I'm feeling this way, there has to be other people that feel the same way, regardless if they're going through it. But more so, I know a lot of people are going through death. Family-wise, I'm seeing homies post, like, homies is getting caved and these are a, a lot of people are experiencing that family members. Yeah, yeah, that fresh brushes with death for real, for real. Like my my ex, her grandmother Passed died away. from COVID, COVID. Mm-hmm. right after I I got better. Yep. I'm saying that you, you know really thinking about. You know, I just had to explain this to another friend of ours who's sick with it. Like survivor's guilt is like real, it's real and thing. I had to explain to her like what that means, like what is survivor's guilt, and. You know, what can you really say? Because when you think about it, I never got a tutorial. I never was really talked to about what it means to grieve or to mourn or the right way to mourn. I was never told any of that. When I was growing up, you go to church, you go to a funeral, you pay your respects, you pray, and then that's it. But not really the the ins and outs of how to deal with grief and not to let those emotions dwell in you. So that's really why I wanted to make this episode this because, you know, after um, my mother told me that one of her co-workers... Daughter passed. Yeah, she yeah. was like 20, 21 years old. Yep. It's just like, you know, I figure I figure it's worth talking about. So but anyway, um, it's going to be a heavy episode, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all can't tell. But we're going we're gonna to do what we always do around this time, right? It's Tris said, you know that? Sometimes we the bad boys of this podcast shit, but bike the bike. We're going to be the sad boys of this podcast <laughs> shit, and we're going to do this shit together. Um, you got to quote the truth, by chance? Uh, yes, I do. Bear with me one moment. All right, so <laughs> I got I got two. The first quote, I believe this is the first quote to Tris by that comes from Trinithria. Come from who? Trinithria. Who the fuck is that? Uh, Shreddy who does the runner race of encouragement. Okay. Yeah. Can, can, okay. Uh, tr- Trisnitria. Trisnitria. <laughs> oh. Um. Go ahead, man. That's nasty, by the way. <laughs> Trisnitria. Okay, go ahead, man. Uh, if your brother says he's EBK, <laughs> believe that nigga. <laughs> that, shit hit, that, shit hit my, that shit hit my spirit. It just said, um, Cain kill Abel. So if your brother say he even came, okay, yeah. that nigga, that nigga means it. And that reminds me of the time my little brother said, "All you do is make me hate you." That nigga can't kill me though. He that strong. He's pretty. He's strong enough. Oh, well, he's absolutely <laughs> strong enough. Ah, right, folks, y'all niggas know what time wait, 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 wait. We not done. You got more? I got one more. Of All course, right. you can't have a quote to Tris by a throw a twine in the mix. I'm not boogieing with a 32 year old nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> That's a thousand percent fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always gonna stand. All right, folks, y'all niggas know what time it is. It's time for the run up words of encouragement. Damn, nigga, you couldn't wait till we took the pause to you, take a drink. I thought you paused it already. 
Oh my god. What up to all of the niggas and bitches checking in every Tuesday to catch a vibe with two niggas who advocate for all black men to seek methods towards healthy forms of expression while finding purpose in life. But will still threaten to whoop your monkey ass. The Running Tris Podcast. No cut, no filler. Just two cousins giving you your fix. Fronting you a sack to make it through the week. Consistently week after week, after week after week, after week after motherfucking week. You are a fiend, and you are appreciated. This week, Trisset has requested I speak on acceptance. Look slime. Like little Wayne's dreads. You have to know when to let go. Don't sacrifice your spiritual hairline by not accepting the change that is inevitable with the physical being. People will die. This is one of the truths of life. But shouldn't be viewed as a burden. Sadness comes. But also, sadness goes. Wiping a nigga's nose or popping a perk will never reverse this. Choosing to dwell in an atmosphere of sorrow because you've convinced yourself you need to preserve the memory of a loved one is to the benefit of no one. As the deceased are laid to rest, you must find peace with the concept of death. Letting go is not forgetting, it's moving forward. Trisette recommends moving forward with airbrush white t-shirts with your loved one's face on it. To really put on for the dead homies. Juice World says legends never die, and neither does love. Protect your neck because they are lurking. Who is they you may ask? They are the ones who claim airbrushed white tees with your dead homie jail posing with Jesus's tacky in 2020. To that we say. Mind your motherfucking business. My nigga can get a fit off in heaven if he wants to. Stay alert, and stay dangerous. And most importantly, never bet against the set. Running Triz is a form of community service, and will continue to serve faithfully, so please support Triz Set, as we provide that high-quality content you expect each week. Get better in tune with your infinite with the Running Triz podcast. Now, here comes the drop. to the next part of the podcast i would like to plug a product that's really um proven effective this is not a paid uh advertisement but i wanna it could be yeah we yay this is gonna be for the freebie this is yeah. the one and only free podcast product placement, product placement. it's by nutrivet quiet moments calming aid 
plus melatonin. And the description says helps reduce stress and tension, great for storms, fireworks, travel, travel, grooming, and I want to add podcasting. Yeah. And these are the puppy. These are the puppy perks that yeah. I've been giving my dog. Perkapet. Perkapet. I like that. That's our strain. Hey, of uh, nature vet. If y'all niggas want to give us a, str- a, a strain, a strain of Perkapets. I'm saying <laughs> of this this common A. I'm giving my dog. This nigga is literally a zooty. Yeah, out of there. My man is geek gone. My man sleeping with his eyes open. So you know it's for the best. We still recording from the pot. Uh, we still recording a podcast from the crib. So we're trying to keep this nigga subdued while we do this shit. He usually wakes up. Right, we're almost done with the shit. So anyway, uh, around the time of the podcast. RIPs. RIPs. Time for RIPs. Well, we show love and reverence for those who are no longer with us, those who've contributed to this black culture, this rap culture, and this beautiful thing we call hip hop. Blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh. My main man. All right, today we're the ace. The ace to my spade. Yoda. The Starsky to my hush. Okay. The Marcus Burnett to my Cal Lowry. The Fred Flintstone my, to my Barney Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. What else was You said Kyle Lowry. I don't think Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different movie. That's a whole different movie. That's a different movie. I watch a, a Toronto Bad Boys. But, um, Red Man. Red Boys. Oh, my God. Red Boys. Top Boys. Top Boys. Isn't but that's that's top boys. Man, go ahead with the RIP, man. All right, today we are doing, we're showing love to Lawrence Frank Jr., better known by his stage name as Huey. Born September 12, 1987 in Kenlock, Missouri, where he was raised. My man moved to Walnut Park neighborhood of St. Louis when he was five, and he stayed there for the majority of his life. At age 15, Huey began creating hip-hop beats. Um, you know, you know, like all young bulls do when you have rap aspirations, aspirations, not aspirations, aspirations when you're watching BET and all of that. Um, his older brother uh, showed him the... Uh, Introduced him to the producer Angela Richardson, who created a rap group, and for Huey began, uh, he chose the stage name Huey, and his songs O oh, and Pop Lock It Drop It became local favorites amongst DJs and uh, pr- promoters. And it became a local favorite in my high school too. You feel me? The strength of that, he got an introduction to Meth Hits. A&R and president of uh, hip hop at Jive Records, so he signed with Jive in 2006. That local hit, Pop Lock and Drop It, became a national hit. It eventually reached number six on the Billboard's Hot 100 and was certified two times platinum. He dropped his debut album, um, uh, Notebook Paper. I think it debuted at like 26 on Billboard's, but that was the highest of it. And um, he dropped another album after that, did it in the chart. He, in 2013, he signed to Brick Squad with Waka Flocka. What? Yeah. Okay. He was working on a project called Project H, but unfortunately nothing really came out of that with signing to Brick Squad. In, well, last month, actually, him and an unidentified 21-year-old were shot in front of his home in Kenlock, Missouri, where he passed away at the hospital. So a big rest in power to Huey. Big R.I.P. Big R.I.P. to baby Huey. Um, I just want to say he said Memphis. Yeah. Uh, he he beat K Michelle. Yeah. He so did. I, just, I just wanted to add that there for transparency's sake. That's hundred percent facts. Um, uh, also want to send an RIP to Lil Marlo. Yeah. Of uh, Four Pockets Full, um, Babies Man, 
Atlanta rapper. He got gunned down early this morning on the highway out here in 285. Ain't shit to really say, man. Just another one taken way too soon. The city's good for that. So, condolences, prayers, love to his family, to his fans, to the city. Find your peace. So I'm gonna say for right now, find your peace. We're going on to the shout outs. First shout out goes to Pop Smoke and Juice World. Mm-hmm. Their albums are dominating billboards, each uh, each selling hundreds of thousands of records. Which is wild right now, especially in, the, in this times. Mm-hmm. Niggas will move units like that off first week. Niggas is moving, and I saw that the uh, five niggas were assault, uh, five niggas were. I saw that five niggas were arrested, and the police thinking that they had no connection to Pop. Wait, wait, wait. You said five, five, five arrested five niggas with uh, connected to the murder. No, they're thinking it's the murder uh, suspect. Oh wow, 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 wow. Yeah, but they're saying that they, from what they can tell, the niggas had no connection. connection. Oh damn! So it's it's on some like I was thinking initially. They just pulled up after seeing uh, the Addy on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, post about mistake. Um, no, it's unfortunate. Very sad. Um, this way of thinking has to change on both sides. You got to protect your neck. You know what I'm saying? You got to be mm-hmm. cautious, be dangerous, be mindful of everything that you post on social media. You never know who's out here. Who's like it, man? Who's just, who just needs a little information? Just on some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, what you think, man? But shout outs to them, man. Especially for these pop two two dudes who got taken away before they got a chance to be legends, but their music was really doing something big with the youth. Hopefully, we find the uh, the people who took out pop, and you know they get they just do. Well, they got them. Oh, they got them. I thought you That's said what I was saying. I thought you said they wasn't connected. No, they had no connection to them. Like, why would they do that? Oh, okay, okay. I misunderstood yeah. what you're saying. I and thought you no said they connection, just like little, like they had no. They they just saw the Addy on some social media yeah, and saw random. a lick. Yeah, I, I misunderstood. You. I thought you were saying like dudes just pulled up, like they was pop smoke fans, and they got arrested like right after he mm-hmm. got back to something. Nah, but a big rest in power to both those youth man. For sure. Next shout out, Breakfast Club, Charlotte McGay, Charlotte, Charlotte Angela Yee and, and DJ D- D- Envy. <laughs> shout out to Charlamagne the guy. Shout out to Angeline. Shout out to DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club are nominated for the National Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, shout you out. It is it. After 10 years on the air, these niggas is going, going up, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they deserve it. They definitely deserve it. They definitely put in the work. On top of that, Charlamagne is getting his own talk show yeah, on that. Comedy Central. I wonder if he's going by Charlamagne. What's his name? Like Leonard. Lupus or some shit? <laughs> Not Lupus, Leonard. Leonard. Leonard something. Leonard? It's Leonard. Now I gotta Google. That nigga move like a Leonard. Now yeah, I really think no, about no, it. I gotta Google. Leonard. No, uh, Leonard. 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 Yeah, even worse. <laughs> hey, bro, I uh, say, bro, uh, I know you. you like, you doing a little thing on Friday. Like, what's going on? Like, is your brother going to be there, too? Yeah, Lenar's going to be there. Hell All right, bro, fuck uh, it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck it, man. We just going to find another function to slide to. Blah, 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 blah. Come through. No, 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 no You know your brother's scared of hoes. All right, next shout out. Next shout out, go to Future. Uh-huh. Food Wild Foundation will be giving out $2,500 
college scholarships for graduates affected by COVID-19. Big shout-outs. Big shout-outs. That's some huge shit. Mm-hmm. Um, very thoughtful. Um, if I'm not mistaken, his mother runs or, like, does a like a co-founder of that particular branch of his foundation. What is it called? Free Wishes. Mm-hmm. He get a free man, free, free wishes. wishes. That's, 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 that's tough. That's actually kind of hot. And if I'm not mistaken, when the COVID shit jumped off, he had the mask on campaign. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, yo. Marketing genius. If you need to highlight us, you know what I'm saying? We some young, bright-ass niggas. Damn near someone call us geniuses when it comes to this branding shit. And this uh, content creation. Highlight us if you want to, you know, add some synergy. You know what I'm saying? Holla at us. For real, for real. Yeah, shoot a DM. Something. Anything. <laughs> shout us out. Anything. Next shout out go to NLE Chopper. Okay. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Young shit. Young shit. This Memphis young man. This young spitter. Hot new talent just got his high school diploma. Shout outs, man. And dedicated to his dukes. So, for real, I like this shit. I like these young niggas. Yeah, I like these cats going back, man. Getting the edge you know, getting Not even going back, nigga. 18 years old. He just got it. (laughs) (laughs) He's not like, um, what's my man? Was it Quavo? Quavo got his GED. Hey, Quavo, like, 28 years old. This nigga, he got it, though. I'm just saying it's yeah. good, like, you know, Jit is that age, and he's like, like you know, I'm still in it. Well, it's not like you could tour right now. You might as well. You know, all he need to do is get a young model bitch to bust her wide open while he pours all over her while she sucks while holding the diploma. That's all he need to do. That's how you celebrate. Put on your cap and gown, young man. Yo, tuck that uh, graduation robe into a Gucci belt. I think so. Yeah, man, you got to. Hmm. Which, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say something super wild, but I'm going to keep Next shout out goes to Kodak Black with an asterisk. Uh-huh. On IG, Lil Kodak apologized to Nipsey Hussle about, in his words, his unintentional disrespecting of Laura London, mm-hmm. saying that he respect Nipsey's vision, his hustle what he meant to the community and he's wanting to do the same thing and really realizing you know same thing could have happened to Nipsey could have happened to him and he wanna you know want somebody talking down like that the asterisk though my my input is you gotta apologize to Shorty yeah yeah that's the only thing keeping this thing from being 100% complete yeah that's gonna be hard for the brown nigga yeah I know I know it is but that's a part of growth like mm-hmm. if you you know what I'm saying we don't do no half step and shit you got to apologize to her for real, for you real. You got direct. Yes. You know, you got to have that apology directed towards her 100%. And it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I do respect that he even do it. He ain't had to do it. Um, You know, it's a stand-up shit nonetheless. So, you know, um, I don't know. Sometimes I be feeling so conflicted when it comes to Kodak and little niggas like that because I condemn... Niggas who move and do certain shit. I condemn... What the fuck? I condemn the movements and the activities of certain niggas that do that kind of shit. Uh-huh. From niggas my age, but, you know, when it comes to these younger niggas, I'm a lot more um, lenient. Yeah, because you get it. I just want... I have hope. I'm saying I have hope that Kodak and all these younger niggas, they learn, they grow, they become men. Then, you know... At, at the end of the day, it's only how it's only so old a twenty one year old nigga can, can be. Can be, dog. 
there's only, there's only so much life experience, man, intelligence you could acquire. But um, I do, I do, I do shout the fact that he's recognizing that, you know, like yeah, damn, that and was, he's being vocal about it. Yeah. That's most important. You know what I'm saying? Because when it happened, that nigga was not trying to hear any of the negatives. If anything, he was trying to fight niggas who was trying to call what he was doing out. <laughs> yeah, he was for sure. Next shout outs. I got Currency, Jill Scott, Future, and Team Impala. Uh huh. Go ahead and pick one. Uh, Team. Team Impala. Mm-hmm. All right. Currents turns five years old. Damn. Yeah. Damn, 2015? Yeah. 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 Indeed. Mm, that was one of the few bright spots for me in 2015. That motherfucking album was a... Was I a love that motherfucking album. Vibe, From the top to bottom, it really reignited my uh, interest in that psychedelic rock, mm. acid trip music, bro. <sighs> Like modern Pink Floyd to me, dog. Yeah, I like that nigga Kevin is a wild nigga, yeah, bro. Really I is. love that album, top to bottom. Um, you know you're doing something right when Rihanna wants to do a cover of your shit uh-huh. on her album. Um, what you what you what you gotta say? Um, the album was amazing, man. Uh, like you said, the whole psychedelic nature of it. That was 2015. That was the perfect driving album. That was literally the perfect driving album from top to bottom, no skips. You Especially could, at night, bro. What? After Dirt, yeah, I was after about to say dirt, the same dog. thing. It's not a two dirt album. No, it's an after dirt. It's album. a post dirt album, absolutely, dog. Mm. To where you don't even care if you fall asleep behind the wheel. Yo, for real, you just as you self reflect on whether you did good or did bad that night or did decent, and that shit is playing in the background, dog. It was literally a soundtrack to the moment. <sighs> okay, okay. Uh-huh. Next, uh, future. Jill Scott Currency. Uh, it's Future. Future. That's Fool Wild doing again. Fool Wild. Dirty Sprite 2 turned five years old as well. That's a that's a before dirt album. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. That's the before dirt, man. Shorty hits your line. She hits you. You're already thinking like, oh, let me hear the, I know you're going to hate me. You're like, yeah, bitch, you have no idea how, my, how, how much I'm about to hate you. Mm. And she said, well, um, can you just come 30 minutes later? Shorty, I'm leaving now. I want to sit in my right car for 30 minutes. What you mean? Wait. <laughs> Put that bitch on, you know what I'm saying? Top to bottom. Um, that was just like the slam dunk, man. That mm. was the game six. Mm, yeah, scooter all over that, John. That was the game six of the run he was on. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I made a few memories with that album for sure. Uh, it is, it's very interesting to think about Future's legacy cause it's a legacy at this point but mm-hmm. the nigga's been in the game what 12 years by now 10 12 years in the oh, game no I feel like nah, the first time I heard about Future was I'll say the 2012 2010 2011 2010 something like that yeah around that time mm-hmm. so being yeah yeah 2011 2011 is when I heard of him cause that's when he was uh, doing that Pluto stuff I think but that was the album with the fucking uh, with the textbook cover, dog. Niggas was like, "Yo, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first. Yeah, future. Nah, it wouldn't be the last. Yeah, you can future the on Getty Images and paid that uh that fee. Like shit, this ain't shit on five dollar fee. Shit, shit that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you that five. Yeah. All right. Next, we have Currency and Jill Scott. Let's do Currency. Currency. Huh? Holla Talk. Yep. Turn ten years old. Mm. Talk about an album that um 
that aged well, man. Absolutely. That aged yeah, like wine, like vino, nigga. Shout out to Ski Beats. Damn. Yeah, dog. Damn, damn, damn. He produced the whole John? I don't know. I don't think it was a whole thing, but, but he the majority. majority of it. Shout out to Dame Dash mm-hmm. as well. Shout out to Most Def. What? Damn. Yeah. Crit, the... Crit was on there, too, if I'm not mistaken. I remember when Currency was supposed to be the the face of uh, the new rock nation. Man, he had a rock chain, so he yeah. moved along further yeah. than I did. Valid V. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that rock chain. Like, yeah, it's over yeah, with. It's over. It's valid But um, Polytop, when I changed, you know, the atmosphere changed. It was like, um, it was like Cushion Orange was so long again. Mm. That's exact. Yes, mm. the vibe. That's what, because um, uh, to me, that's what propelled um, Polytop is what propelled Currency from underground to, I'm not going to say mainstream because he's still underground, but he's like. Mainstream underground. Yeah, mainstream underground. Uh, all the blog spots, mm-hmm. all the uh, like you know who currency is. Currency, like you, nobody. I know just, a lot more niggas yeah. wearing chucks. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And plus, yeah, my man had a unique flow. There's though. a lot of trucking their apostles around here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't forget the cargo shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't forget the cargo shirts. That's the whole show. fit. With the fitted man, and then last but not least, certainly not least, Joe Scott. Who is Joe Scott? Turns twenty years old. What needs to be said about this album, bro? I, I got I got to remember on what's on what's on that album. You need to, boy. If you mm. don't look up that track list, what's Joe Scott? At least three of them songs ended up on Coochie at the same volume too. <laughs> um, I think my favorite off there is "He Loves Me." Pause. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. You know what's funny, bro? This is a great album to have sex to. <laughs> but that's not the funny part. I just want to add that. I think those are your touches. Uh, but that's the thing about it. I saw this this tweet. Some flaw-ass weird nigga named like Nelson or some shit. Oh, this is the debut album. Yeah. Okay, I, know, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I definitely know this John. Uh, yeah, volume one of Words and Sounds. Yeah, Words and Sounds. Um, I saw some flaw-ass nigga named was like Belvedere or... Nah, I know you're talking about football player. Yeah, like... Uh, some weird shit like Chadwick or something like that. <laughs> Shout out to Chadwick Boseman. Some non pussy, <laughs> some non pussy ass kid name. And then niggas say, "Yo, y'all really sexually attracted to Jill Scott?" And that's a pun. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. I'm like, that's a pun with these new booty ass niggas, bro. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, Shorty literally exudes sex appeal, bro. So, so, all right. So, the problem when I say there's a problem with. These a lot of these new booty ass niggas, uh-huh. your spectrum of beauty is so narrow minded because you grew up in the Instagram age. Oh, anything anything that don't have an Instagram filter, you're not conditioned to see it as attractive. Mm. You feel me? That's why a lot of these niggas suffer from colorisms. They want exotic. Everything got to be exotic and foreign. Yeah, you know, foreign nigga. You from mm. Alabama? You from Birmingham? Yeah. Fuck you know about foreign. Where you get a foreign from? I'm saying yeah, they appreciate beauty is a spectrum, dog. And I need you niggas to understand, Coochie ain't the same, Joe. It really ain't. Coochie ain't the same, nigga. I made two volumes of a, of a playlist for this exact name, bro. You need to open yourself up, shit. <laughs> not for real. They not open yourself the... up, bro. Maybe. If you never mess with a big girl, try it. You never mess with a skinny girl, try it. If you never mess with a dark skinned girl, try it. I don't understand. You not. It's, it's not like it's it's not gonna help you. Like it's not like you're you're helping yourself, not you know, right. try, trying to trying to uh, see these different avenues of women. See my my so my main issue is if your preference is red bone shorties. Okay, I have no problem with that. 
But I got an issue with my young homies, they coming to me because one red bone bitch he met off of IG that has no character to her, but she lines up with what you're conditioned to know what beauty is. And when that little hoe breaks your heart, now you suicide off on short. Oh my God. You Look, feel me? The legendary, Lord, take this pain away from me. Before I take it for myself. I take it for myself. And, like, the issue is not you being suicidal. You're not even catching a suicidal vibe off a good shorty, bro. Yeah, like, that's you know what I'm not, saying? That's not At least us, yeah. our first heartbreak and suicides. Yeah, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shorty was fire, right? <laughs> we fucked up. It was. I never had my heart broken by no slut, bro. No, not a goofy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean slut to like in a derogatory way. I mean literally a sexually promiscuous vixen that's aiming to break my heart. You uh, feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never had that happen. I've never, you, I've never, I've never had my shit shot about a, a, a skeezer, yeah, a eater, a bop. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can see that coming. Plus, but you they can't see it coming. You know why? That, why? Everything they think is beautiful is based off of IG. Man, but you can't see, you can't really get evo- emotionally invested in a shorty like that. Niggas is going out there with their eyes and their hearts open. Not a care in the world, dog. I don't believe that, man. The easiest way to remedy that is open up, bro. Explore. The easiest way to know what you don't want and what you don't need is to explore. Yeah, it's a it's a young boy mindset, man. Ho- hopefully, hopefully this ignorance doesn't uh, continue because I'm still trying. To, I was flabby. Like, how can you ask like, "Yo, do you find Joe Scott sexy?" Like, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the question. Like, what do you mean? Hey, man, do do some do your googles, yeah, bro. Do your googles, man. Do your research, man. Yeah, for real, for, for real. Dog, those stories. That man. microphone alone should let you know, V. Everything I didn't even know is right there, bro. That mic's there. Yeah, but speaking of females, I got a big shout out to all these female rappers mm-hmm. going down the line from uh, Doja Cat. I spell it with three Ks because I'm still not sure if she racist or not. <laughs> uh, we got City Girls, Cuban Dolls, Cash Dolls, China Dolls, uh, Sweeties. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, uh, Flo Millie Yeah Malibu Mitch uh, Malibu um, Mitch Tear Whack Yeah uh, Rhapsody um, Meg Of course You know what I'm saying There's a lot of female rappers out here That's doing their motherfucking thing Yeah And a lot of them Are fine as hell Oh Thank you for reminding me Shout outs to Dreezy Dreezy and Tank too right Yeah that. And I always start thinking about it. <laughs> what was this energy at when I was legit? Oh, I wasn't there, man. We had two shorties to pick from. <laughs> if you what's, your, what's your two? Because I came up with a small list. Of, of, of rapping shorties? Yeah, rapping shorties. Like Back then. You, when, we were, uh, when we were in high school. When, oh, when we were in high school. That's it. Um, what shorties was rapping when we were in high school? Yeah, go ahead. Um, was Brooke Valentine a rapper? <laughs> I remember girl fight. A book, you can yeah, book you. Uh, yeah, girl rappers. Um, Shauna, Shauna, I was she's on my head. head. Um, Trina, get 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 yeah. get get. I will get you. So even though Trina's before high school, she had his popping when we were in sure. high school. Yeah. Um, who else, man? Missy, Missy, of course. Foxy kind of yeah, Foxy wasn't really popping when he was in high school. But now she was existing. Oh, if that's the case, I could. If that's the case, Lil Kim, yeah, Lil Kim, of course, gangstable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even, uh, yeah, 
four years there, of high school. There's, there's somebody in there, dog. Maybe I'm missing. Four four years of high school. I'm over here trying to get my drawings off to Gexable versus. <laughs> <laughs> you little niggas is lucky. Yeah, All these rap shorties, bad as hell. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, right before we started this podcast, I watched the Pussy Talk video by City Girls and Doja Cats. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. You know what I would have did for a pussy talk video when I was in high school? I would have robbed every plug in South Florida when I was 14 years old for City Girls. That's 100%. It would have been on some breaking news. It would have been a lot of fraud and scamming going on. A lot of Brown County teen slain in a botch robbery <laughs> that leaves him and his cousin massacre. A lot of home invasions, dog. After attempted, uh, attempted robbery of three pounds of crippy weed from a... Miami going to Stash Crib. Yeah, idiots, dog. Both teams were in black tees. That's the city boys on there. <laughs> Both teams were extremely underarmed. <laughs> being, being underarmed is crazy. Which means... Uh, One team screamed out, I love you, JT, before, <laughs> before, before parachute. And a hail of bullets. Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we didn't really have... Count your blessings. For real, for real. Appreciate what you Count got going blessings. on. Count your blessings. Count your blessing. That's all I gotta say. Speaking of music, albums that came out: mm. Filthy Rich drop Real Hate, K Camp and Real Sound and Rare Sound drop Rare Family, Saw Baby drop Barnacles, which I uh, saw a headline saying that it's the horniest album of 2020. I don't know what that means. Next next uh, podcast, I'll be giving yeah, my full cool, review. Yeah, I got to yeah, see what that's about. The horniest is that, a, <laughs> is that a good thing? <laughs> I've never seen that before yeah, in my life. The horniest album. Saw Baby dropped the horniest album of 20, uh, 2020. Uh, Valet dropped Thursday. Uno the Activist dropped 8. Apollo Brown dropped As God Intended. Casey Veggies and Rocky Fresh dropped Fresh Veggies 2. Summer Walker dropped Life on Earth EP and Juice World dropped Legends Never Die. Hey. What have you heard, Playboy? I peeped. I didn't. I peeped a little bit of the Juice World Johns. I peeped all of Summer Walker's uh, EP and then I peeped. My bad. I apologize. You let your toes touch I, me one more time. It was an accident, time, bro. This t- it's, we're not, we got one more accident. Not, it's not the studio does table switch. I can't wait to get to the, the studio. I'm off to hit Cantu. Hey, shout out to Dead and Hip Hop. For real, for shout real. out to OG Cam, but I'm gonna hit your line soon. And then um, it wasn't on the list because it was it was it wasn't on the list because it was a deluxe. But I peeped Boldy James, The Price of Tea in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, deluxe. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't imagine listen. I, I didn't. I, I didn't you not putting it on the list because you know we have this. I'm tired this, of I'm tired of deluxe. Tired man. But it was Boldy James, and I'm like, I'm tired man. Let me hear more Uncle Al beats. I'm tired man. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't. I didn't get the chance to listen to any music, so mm-hmm. you're gonna have to paint me a picture, a vivid picture at that. I can't paint you any picture of Juice World. Um, like I didn't peep the whole. I peeped the first three tracks. What I've heard so far. The first two tracks I love. The third track, yeah, was mad to me. So I'll give you a full review when I finish it. As for the Summer Walker EP, mm-hmm. um, I think I said uh, six piece. The uh, the Black Johns from last week. It was like you know the perfect quarantine love little album for you and your little boo. Mm-hmm. The Summer Walker Johns is the exact opposite energy, dog. This is the cool. to me. This is like yo. This is the um. You've been cooped up with your boo during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to hate this nigga. 
especially now that you see your nigga is no good. You over here giving homie affections and shit like that. And the more time you spend cooped up in this roof, no space in between y'all because it's not like you're working and shit like that for real, for real. You're starting to starting to get more angry. Every little thing is starting to piss you off. You trying to figure out this nigga really do got hoes, don't he? Little oh, bitch shit. Like, yeah. Wait, how was how am I bitch for that? Hmm? I never understood that that train of thought. I'm a bitch because girls like me? Bro, you're not allowed to have no girls like you. No, you. no, trust me, I'm aware. Yeah. I know. I'm well aware, yeah, bro. Yeah. I catch attitude for skivities that happened ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> you gotta cut that charisma in half when you're yeah. in a relationship. But uh, I never understood that. It's like so Okay. Transparency. Uh-huh. <laughs> Talk to me. I usually don't, uh, you know, I try to keep my private drones private, but this ain't too private. Uh-huh. So I want to say maybe like a month or two ago, uh, I was talking to Van. Yep. Come on, Van. You know what time it is, guys. Well, I guess since I don't have an applause, I'm just going to use the opposite. Morning. The opposite. Morning. The opposite, <laughs> what that means. The first Van shout out of the episode. Uh, I was talking to Van, and I remember when we first, not when we first started talking, but, you know, in that, in that, that intro stage or whatever, mm-hmm. she asked me if I was talking to anybody, mm-hmm. and I said no, because I wasn't. Yeah, no. And then maybe like a month and a half later or some shit, we were talking about something, and we were talking about something about niggas having holes, and yeah. I, and I, and I, I made the ill-advised mistake of mentioning a nigga having some holes, and she was like, wait, I thought you said you don't talk to anybody, I was like, I don't. I don't. And she's like, but you just said, like, yeah, I mean, I, I know I know the shorties that, you know, fuck, like, fuck with me, like, they like me and shit. Yeah, that's the issue, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just simple talk, simple conversation. Nah, it was an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an issue. But I'm like, I'm trying to explain, like, look, I don't, like. I'm not talking I'm to I'm not talking to anybody, but. There's, there's hoes present. There, there's definitely, <laughs> like. If I wanted to, yeah, this options there. The room to mingle is the the option to mingle is definitely there. And that turned into, if you're gonna tell me the truth, tell me the whole truth. I I, I did tell you the whole truth. <sighs> now all of a sudden, twice in a relationship, you two timing ass nigga, all that shit. Why don't you just tell me the whole truth? Why you gotta be such a coward about it? <laughs> I mean, she's going to call me a coward, dog. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. I'm losing control of the situation. But yeah, the um, I never understood her. Like, um, and it, and it, it goes it go both ways. Like, I'd be a fool to think that nobody's on shorty yeah. like that. That doesn't well, make any different. sense. Well, I, I think um, I have something. I, 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 it's weird to me when um, niggas have a, a shorty. And they be hella surprised when niggas find their shorties attractive and shit like that. Like, let's say your shorty's not, you know, wearing something a little risky, a little promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And then niggas want to get tight. Like, yo, why you wearing that outside and shit like that? I like that shit. I'm like, especially, like, yeah. I, I got a bad shorty, sure man. Look good, so, uh-huh. Hey, let her wear what she want for real, for real. But, and if she got niggas gawking, that's me. <clears throat> no comment. That's you, man. You said we saw what? I said that's you. What's me? That's you. Hey man, no comment, dog. Shorty already know how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> send me send me the Addy, I'm gonna slide. <laughs> send me the Addy, I'm gonna slide. But yeah, um, you know, I don't, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't fucking know, Doc. Look at his face, man. Hey, man, I'm happy, dog. Hey, shorty made me happy. That's all that fucking matters, right? I'm happy for both of you guys. That's all that matters. You are a smart man for saying both of y'all. Because <laughs> if you would have just said me, you will miss some issues. <laughs> Transition. Bird talk. Bird talk, take one. Coochie ain't the same volume three. Huh. I'm not familiar with this. Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. Oh. They had their red table talk talk. And I'ma let you take over. What was your interpretation of what we witnessed? Um I watched what I watched what uh I, I can't even describe it. Like it seemed like a very it was a I wanna I don't wanna say toxic, but No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a very toxic situation of two people who like, it was very awkward for me, but it's good awkward because you know I love awkward situations. I love seeing niggas in the hot seat and shit like that. Bye, 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 bye. But uh, the best way to me to describe that situation, man, it was just the ugly situation that two people are trying to make the best out of. Hopefully, hopefully they do it the right way because it looked like Will's trying to be real petty with the situation real quick. But um, they handled it the right way in my opinion. Really? Mm-hmm. And what way do you say that? Just having an open discussion about it. I don't like the camera. Like, an open discussion? Yeah. How open was it, really? It was uh, Shorty um, Shorty basically spilling her guts out of what happened. She did? Yeah. Didn't seem that way to me. You, you think she uh, she was playing with her cards close to the chest? Yeah, this was very calculated. For the fact that Shorty said an entanglement yeah, when asked about what the fuck was going on, let you know that Shorty wasn't spilling nothing. This was very calculated, very... Catered to make her look like still the good guy, but will but will let it be known after she said entanglement or what? But that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Imagine if it was literally just her, uh-huh. the kind of talk we would have had. Oh, she just spilled the beans up with fire. She didn't spill you a damn I, thing, I, bro. I, I, she she presented the beans in a spoon, bro. Ain't no beans was being you, spilled. You wanted the whole thing. I got I got you. I got you. I don't know the fact that they even talked. I just like the fact that they spoke on it. Because you know rumors have been circulating around that couple for the longest now, and for the most part they don't need—they're not even open about shit for real, for real. You know, their private life is private. So when that came out, I mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be another one of those um, no comment situations. That the fact that they didn't have a choice—you don't think so? Fuck no! If this would have happened twenty-five years ago with no social media, they could easily do what everybody else did in that time. You could choose to ignore shit. I think no, choose no, not nowadays, man. And I know that because Will Smith acknowledged black Twitter. The only reason they did this because of the outrage and the outpouring, all the calamity and shit that was going on online. If this was 25 years ago, bro, they would have never said anything. They would have let the shit boil over. Because I'm thinking to myself, this is Will and Jada, right? Uh-huh. If they doing this kind of freaky boy shit, mm-hmm. how many other people are doing this freaky boy shit? All of them, man. That's what I'm saying. The only reason that they had to do this, they were forced, their hands was forced to do this. To release, okay. <clears throat> but uh, my only issue, really my, my entire issue with the whole Red Table Talk shit was I didn't like how Jada handled it. Mm-hmm. Nah, let me rephrase. I was disappointed. How she handled it. How she handled it. What you mean? This is your thing, right? Mm-hmm. This is your platform. This is your... Endeavor. This is your controversy, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. 
And, you know, a lot of people look to you as one of the new age black women that's all about healing and expressing yourself and being honest and forthright and all that shit, right? Okay. Except when it has to do with you. There was nothing forthright or honest or 100% about how she went about it. Mm. The only nigga that was keeping it 100 was Will. Okay. I got you. I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Even that uncomfortable, honest sense or uncomfortable situation, it's nothing that's ideal. But like Will said, like if you're going to do this shit, at least do it the right way. Because you're, you're over here trying to dress shit down and mm. sugarcoat and using all these other kind of words. Just say what it is and get over. You said it's gonna be some healing and fucking say what like what's going on. There was no healing in that whole episode. Dog. Absolutely not. Uh, especially that little high five at the end. Let me know that Will has something waiting for him right <laughs> there, dog. Uh, some a little few things that Will did that let me know. Uh, let me know some things. Mm-hmm. When she was trying to say, "Oh, we broke up." And Will was like, nah, I was done no, with your ass. I was done ass. with your ass. I put you to the curb. Yeah. I yeah was so she said, oh, yeah, you yeah, put me to the curb. Again, taking what happened and dressing it in a different way that looks nicer. Mm. She said, oh, we broke up. We parted ways. Well, I was done, done with, with your ass. ass. I thought I was never going to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. And going on to, so what happened? Shorty said, we in an entanglement. No, your niggas in a relationship. relationship. Yeah. The downplaying dressing shit up and the minim the I don't I don't like the minimizing of the magnitude of shit. Okay. And shorties do that all the time. Mm. Niggas do it too, but I notice a lot more with shorties. Like at least with niggas, you know, uh you know shorties say niggas have the audacity. <laughs> and, yeah. So I like fuck it. If I'm if I'm gonna get to it, I'll let you do everything. Yo, yo yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe what this nigga did. Like, fuck it. Like, if you're going to talk about it, talk about it. Let it all in open. Show your lack of accountability towards situations. <sighs> accountability. Well. And I was disappointed because I didn't, I wasn't expecting that from Jada, for real. After everything she'd been doing with his red table, so I really wasn't expecting her not to take accountability for shit. Nah, you know? nigga, I want to know, like, the whole story of, like, what happened for real now. What you mean? Like, okay, it was healing August or some shit like that, and they just ended up fucking. Like, I want to know, like, I. So now y'all done. Will and Jada's done for real, for real. And then how August coming to the picture and how how the relationship. Like, well, Jay, if I'm not mistaken, Jaden is the one that entered. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know, like, who, what escalated the relationship? Who escalated the relationship? Like, did Jada probably her? Did Jada back August? Or? Bro, this is a young nigga in his twenties. He got one of the baddest shorties from the nineties. Snatching his soul away. <sighs> I mean, I don't know shit about shit, but hey. This is something I'm preparing for in my life. Yeah, Jada, put, you, put it on you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm going to grab that. I uh, say, Will ain't want to leave. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, man. Another thing that they, that she said that also led to uh, Jada mm-hmm. is when she said, August cut all ties to me. Yeah. You thought I thought that was kind of weird too. That's very interesting. And then she said, "Yo, we we haven't we haven't spoken in forever. We kind of sp- parted ways." Mm-hmm. And again, it's like you're dressing it up and presenting it a different way. It's mm-hmm. like, no, y'all niggas didn't break up. Y'all didn't separate. You said he cut your ass off. Mm-hmm. Y'all not talking because it's an amicable thing. Y'all not talking because this nigga but I wonder, don't like, want to talk to you type shit. I wonder if that's how it was, or if it was more of a situation of, you know. Because this is basically a fucking fling, dog. 
Like that August. Oh, August is a fucking fool, bro. Yeah, you will jump off, nigga. Yeah, it was August that he cut all ties. Like, was it on preemptive? Like, I'm done with the show. He shorty? probably wanted the wife show that she's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah, I'm married no, and shit no, like no that. No, little nigga. Yeah. And then he couldn't take that, so he so probably. He it was one of, one of those situations. Yeah, I figured. That's yeah. one of those. I still. That's kind of. You gotta be a wild nigga to cut all ties with Jada, dog. I ride that wave. <laughs> I, I ride that wave as long as <laughs> we crash on the beach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I wonder how Chris Brown feel about this. Yeah. Chris Brown and Trey Songz. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, why would... <laughs> what you thinking? They think it missed the opportunity? I'm th- I'll put it this way. Uh-huh. Let's say five years ago, five years from now, Okay. there's a red table talk between Hove and Beyonce. Okay. And Beyonce had a affair... With uh, NBA point guard, and mm. it's not Trey Young, it's not John Wall, it's not Steph Curry, it's, it's Trey Burke, it's Ricky Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? It's like it's Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Like all these are like all these R and B niggas. Yeah, all these that they August guys. Could you imagine like your Chris Brown? You're like, Shorty, if anybody need healing, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna have to put August. I just beat him on my housekeeper because August is technically a one hit wonder. So that's what I'm saying. I wonder how the niggas feel like Like the actual legitimate stars. Like, like, uh, excuse me. So what's up? Well, so what's up? I'm I'm healing. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm healing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised she didn't see the tortured soul that was Chris Brown. I'm so fucking hurt, and 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 got him out of his demons. Got hurt, shook him loose. Hurt, hurt me to my soul. <laughs> All right, man. Fuck it. Let's go on. Transition. Yo, that. <laughs> meat potato time, nigga. Where's the meat? Episode seventy six. All praises is all praises due to Allah. J Electronica's version. Yo, duh. So, today we, we chose to talk about grief, pain, depression, and all the above and everything that coincides with it. Um, just a quick start off of whatever, you know, make it simple. Grief is deep sorrow that's caused by someone's death. Okay. Do you, what do you think is the difference between grief and depression? The difference between grief and depression, if I'm not mistaken, grief is the second step. No, 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 no. I'm tweaking, tweaking. Depression is the fourth step in grief. If I'm not mistaken, it's like anger. Can't remember all of them in order, but anger, acceptance, grief. And I can't remember the other, the other two. Um, yeah. I think depression is a is a level in that. Let's see: shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, mm-hmm. upward, um, the upward turn, the reconstruction and working through, and finally acceptance. Acceptance. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what's your question? Yeah. So, what is, do you, what's the difference between grief and depression? So you're saying like depression the difference. is a- the difference between grief and depression. The difference between grief and depression. The difference between grief and depression. 
is damn, that's a really good question. The way I saw it as just to give you I know how to I know how to try to figure out how to verbalize, verbalize it. it. But I'm saying um quick little thing. Um the way I thought about it is when I was looking at it is I saw depression actually worse than grief. I saw grief as like a game and I saw depression as like the season. Technically, it's the other way around. I don't see it that way because to me, no, it definitely is. Though. I don't think because to me, um, grief is associated with you know normally we associate grief with death and stuff like that, and a lot of times grief is fleeting. You feel me? Like it won't, it won't, it won't plague you. Cause like you might, you don't carry around grief forever. Normally, like after a while, grief might spark up. When you think about said situation, a said person, to me, depression is something that you like carry with you throughout your walk or whatever. Repeat that. You think grief is what? I think grief is more fleeting than depression. To me, grief is like. Why do you think it's fleeting? Because I feel like eventually you get over grief. With time, to me, you get over grief. So what's your answer to that? What do you? What is the difference between grief and grief and depression to you? Yeah, I think just I think um, I think depression is just longer. To me, I think depression is something that seeps into all aspects of your life for real like that. I don't I don't think What does grief feel like to you though? To me, grief is to me grief is just overall mourning and sorrow for real, for real. But I'm sad about something. Like I have a reason to be sad. To me, depression is just a feeling of being down and being empty and being morose. But a lot of times you don't even you don't even you don't even need a a catalyst for depression, for real, for real. Like you, or at least one that you don't acknowledge. Sometimes, you, sometimes you can't even think. Of, like you just have a depressing ass day, and you're wondering. Like sometimes everything is. Good. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, me, okay. Me, so you're talking about depression in itself. Yeah. To me, um, not depression caused by grief. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because they both. Cause I think a lot of times people confuse the same thing. Like, um, then my answer is grief is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Or emotion, an emotional process, and depression is a state of mind. That's my that's my difference. So, in my opinion, you can't have, or you can, but no, no, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can grieve without being depressed, because <clears throat> like depression is like the playoffs, and then grief is a season, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or at least that's how it feels to me. I just looked it up. Grief, the definition is deep sorrow, especially that's caused by someone's death. Mm-hmm. And then the similes are, or the uh, synonyms are sorrow, misery, sadness, anguish, pain, distress, agony. Mm-hmm. So that's my definition of it. Okay. I just feel like grief has, I feel like grief has triggers and depression is more of a, a quiet, sneaking in situation for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And just uh, moving forward. How do you feel that grief manifests in you? How do I feel that me how how do I feel how grief manifests in me? Yeah, like how do you express when you're in grief and stuff like that? What do you feel? What do you do when you're grieving? What do I do when I'm grieving? Sleep. I sleep a lot. I think a lot. Um Well, grief is it, it really sends me into a um uh like I isolate myself a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um 
but really just to, you know, figure out the why. And I felt, I felt more grief over people that's alive than though that's those that have passed for real. Hmm. Like I felt grief over losing friendships. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Grieving over um, breakups harder than having a past because you know a lot of the times for me I am losing someone you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. whether it be a breakup or losing a, a friendship I really care about I am I take it in the same way I'm losing like the what we had yeah. is gone so that version of who you were to me what you meant to me in that time it's like me grieving over the death of that because you know, after a certain point, whatever's going on, that's it. Is it, it, it hurts just as bad as my, to me. That's how I process shit. Is it a physical thing or a mental thing? <sighs> as a physical thing as far as what? Like, like you refer to as sleeping and things of that nature. Like, when you're grieving, do you actually, do you feel it in your body like you can't do shit? <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, is the only solution for you, like, yo, I gotta sleep this up. Is it like the, like, you know, some niggas, like, they really feel this shit. It's just like the fucking flu yeah. to them. Uh, it's draining. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Very. Is that's the what's the word? It sucks the life out of me. Mm. Um, you no, know, that's all it is. Being yeah. very tired. Um, for me, um, same counterparts. Uh, very tired and stuff like that. But the wild part is for me when I'm grieving. Um, I don't like. I don't like to show it for real, for real. I don't Plus, like, pull it closer. Maybe. I don't like to show it. Cool. Cool? Yeah. I don't like to show it for real, for real. I don't like to express it. Like, I always felt like it was my job to drag niggas out of their grief or provide the adequate distraction for whatever pain they was in. So I felt like a lot of times if a nigga was grieving, I would have to put that aside for my niggas to let them know, like, yo, like, we hurting, but everything is cool for real, for real, even if it wasn't. Um, So you might see me do a lot of stuff. Well, who's, who does that help, really? I guess whoever's going through it for real, I just try to provide that as opposed to instead of focusing on myself. Um, like, you know, like, I might, you might, if I'm hurting for, like, if I'm hurting, 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 you might catch me at a function trying to play it off, you know, rolling with the niggas, laughing and joking to a point a lot of niggas looking at me like, damn, like, you know, if this nigga's cool, even though this wild shit just happened, you know, let's not bring it up. Let's just be cool, too, and we'll get through it. Sort of like to expedite the process of acceptance, I guess, when it comes to grief. As opposed to having niggas see me fucked up. So they like, damn, you know. I can relate to that, but <clears throat> I don't do it as like a, like a defense mechanism. Like, when I'm grieving or I'm fucked up, I'm very sociable. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I... So... I'm like I'm like, I'm like on two spectrums. Okay. When I'm by myself, I'm by myself. Uh-huh. But when I'm with the homies, with the- I'm really with the homies, laughing, cracking jokes. Two extremes. Yeah, I'm like for real, for real. you know, especially when I was um um 
I guess my first real dealing with grief, dealing with, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess my two experiences with, 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 with that level of grief or whatever was in high school. Um, my first heartbreak when my father died and me not understanding or knowing how to how to properly grieve, how to properly mourn, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a loss of two things, one one being a death and one being life, but the person still being alive, but, you know, it was both handled real destructive, you know? Right, so, yeah, so piggybacking off this, what do you feel are your worst coping mechanisms when it came to grief? Back then? Back then, yeah. Um... Self control, not having self control. Mm. So, yeah. Did you uh, did you feel like when you were you know in a stage of grieving or whatever that that was you losing control? Was that the end of you like? I didn't have control to begin with. So was it a realization? Like, is this a realization for you that you didn't have control, or you no, always I knew. know? You know, I knew that's why. I, Mm-hmm. I spent most of my twenties trying to gain control of myself. Like I was saying, I never, nobody ever, nobody ever taught me what grief means, what mourning means, and what it really means to have self control. I've always been told to behave, be obedient, be behave, to be obedient and behave, behave and be obedient. But I was never told really how to manage my emotions, have actual self-control. Because mm-hmm. so, having self-control extends outside of listening to what a motherfucker has to say to you. Or following direction. That's not... Uh, mm-hmm. Shutting the fuck up is not self-control. Mm-hmm. That doesn't Damn. tell me how to feel Damn. when I'm feeling... You know I mean? <laughs> but that's that's pretty much what... The definition of self-control when I was a jit was, hey, shut the fuck up when I'm talking to you and do what I tell you. Yoda. So when it comes to me being 16, 17, 18 years old... Mm-hmm. Me having no real gauge of what self-control is when it comes to true anger, when it comes to sadness, um, feeling inferior, all these emotions, I ain't know what the fuck to do with them. Mm. Um, so when I say I was on two different spectrums, when I isolated myself and I was by myself, I really isolated myself and I went down a, a deep, dark pit of loneliness and sadness because I, I didn't know how to manage that. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, from with the homies, I'm very reckless. I am uh, engaging in reckless endangerment <laughs> for myself or others. <laughs> I'm doing wild shit. It ain't safe for you. It ain't safe for anybody. And I had no uh, I had no gauge. I had no self-control. I didn't know what to do with those emotions. Okay. And even in those movements, I burned a lot of bridges with friendships and just in general because... I couldn't verbalize what I was going through. So people just thought, oh, Twy being wild as shit. Twy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't think in. He's just being immature. He's, like, on some bullshit. But it was really just me not knowing what to do with my grief. And whatever's coming up, I'm letting that energy out. Um, yeah. So let me uh, preface this. I was having... Is uh, I was having a conversation with Reezy probably was like two, three months back. We was talking on the phone about death and dying and things of that nature. And then um, 
full transparency, like niggas know, you probably know this. Me and Twy didn't become like best friends till I probably know this. No, I'm talking to the audience. Okay, let's talk about because we say this a lot, like till 2009. So I think our yeah when we both turned 18. So before that, like we was just cousins. You feel me? Like of course I love this nigga, but that's my cousin. Like we didn't speak on a regular basis. We didn't confide in each other. We was just had a you know it's a cousin. We were MySpace friends. Yoda. Yeah, we was a deep MySpace friends. Yoda. So, that nigga was like number three on my top eight or something yeah, like that. This nigga was number two after Jesus or mine. <laughs> yeah, Jesus was <laughs> um, for that. But um my original twi was my cousin Josh. Um me and Josh grew up in New Jersey. We moved to Florida together as well. That was like my ace born coon. And when I was fourteen, Josh is, you know, snatched away from me or whatever. And then I remember going to his funeral. And I remember it being strange because I'm Haitian, man. I go to funerals all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time I ever went to a funeral. And I remember looking at Josh in that casket. And then instead of being sad, I was angry at this nigga. For, for, for skating on you? Yeah, for leaving me. And I'm like, like this nigga knows all my secrets. This nigga, like, when I say this nigga grew up, like, this nigga grew up with me in New Jersey. So he knew all my bullshit as a kid. And this was like my my rock for real. And then when he was taken away from me, a nigga was fucked up mentally. But I remember looking at him in that casket mad as fuck. And then I said, I made myself a promise. I'm like, yo, because of this bullshit right here, I ain't never going to a funeral again. And then I was talking to Reezy about that. And then Reezy was like, you know what I think is kind of wild to me? And I'm like, what's up? And then she was like, you know, you always say, um... You always say, like, the worst thing to you is being treated as a sucker. Pertaining to myself. Like, yeah, like, yeah, the podcast know that too. Yeah, like, I would, I refuse to be a sucker. And then Shorty said, So did that funeral make you feel like a sucker? And I'm like, For real, like, the fact that I was feeling some type of way, for real, like, I was fucked up emotionally. I, like, these are real feelings. A nigga has, has to cry. A nigga's angry. A nigga does not balance all this shit. And then she said, Um, which was wild to me. She was like, yo, do you think this pertains because the entire childhood, when, you know, I was living with my step-pops, I was always a constant sucker. That's why, as you get older, you refuse to be a sucker to anybody. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, that could be it. I don't know. It could be it. But I remember thinking, like, damn, like, when a nigga should be grieving for real for the passing of his cousin, I was raging instead. I was wilding out like I didn't like you said earlier we didn't learn we didn't know how to grieve we wasn't taught how to grieve we wasn't taught how to deal with pain and shit like that Fair. so a nigga just ran off and started doing fuck shit for real for real and well I got a correlation of that mm-hmm. shit um everything that you are saying was kind of on the flip side mm-hmm. um my first real my first real experience with grief and that level of um, pain, but it was like a different reason. Like the first time I felt that was at my father's funeral. Mm-hmm. But it was on some same shit. It was like not that you died and you leave me. It was how dare you die mm-hmm. before I'm able to prove myself. How dare you? How dare you be gone before I'm able to prove you wrong? Type shit. Mm-hmm. And I was on the same shit. I'm like, bro, I will never. And it's been like that since. Yeah. I haven't been to a funeral. I haven't been to all the people that passed. 
My father died in 2006. So that's 14 years. I haven't, I haven't been to a funeral since. I don't say Josh. In 14 years. Josh passed around the same time, or maybe 05. So, yeah, it's the same shit. It's mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, bro. Like, I had I had plans to be somebody you know, type shit. Yeah. And you didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah. I, I, you, you're not, you're not giving me a chance to make you feel like yeah, shit. Yeah, throw it in your fucking face. Right, right, right. Like LeBron James ducking for the fucking free throw for his daddy. I exactly. Got you. I got you. I got you. Um, let's hop into the lyrics. Alright, let's go. I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again, cause a lot I sent them home. They'll never. I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again, cause a lot I sent them home. So until we sing again, I got texts in my phone that'll never ping again. I screenshot them so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. And they proceed, and Hove proceeds to repeat that a couple times, which goes into the post-chorus. Sleep well, sleep well. Lately I haven't been sleeping well, sleeping well. Sleep well, sleep well. Lately I haven't been sleeping well, sleeping well. And then uh, JLX verse. <clears throat> Eyes fiery, cry tears to my diary. Sometimes a Zanny bar can help you fight back the anxiety. I go to my Lord quietly. Teardrops on our faces. Teardrops on my faces. It's like the teardrops become waterfalls by the time they reach my laces. My eyelids are like levees, but my tear ducts are like glaciers. As I contemplate creation, the salt that heals my wounds pour out my eyes just like libations. I can't stop my mind from racing. I got numbers on my phone, pictures on my phone. The day my mama died, I scrolled through her text all day long. The physical returns, but the connection is, but the connection still stays strong. Now I understand why you cry sometimes. We ride down Claiborne. You just missed your, you just missed your mama. Now I miss my mamas. The clothes we wear to bed at night to sleep is just pajamas. The flesh we roam this earth's a blessing, not a promise. I bow to those who bow to the creator and pay homage. Sleep well. Sleep well. Lately, I haven't been sleeping well. There's there's more. I hit the beach to soak my feet and skip some seashells. Sleep well. The lump inside my throat sometimes just towers like the e-fell. Sometimes I wonder, do the trees get sad when they see leaves fell? Sleep well. The last time I kissed you, you felt cold, but you looked peaceful. I read our message thread when I get low and need a refill. Sleep well, sleep well. Mm. And let's go to the, uh, the chorus. I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again, because a lot I sent them home. Because um, a lot I sent them home, so until we sing again. I got texts on my phone that'll never ping up again. I screenshot them, so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. So, um, just the uh, the pre-chorus or whatever. Did you have, like, any keepsakes, anything like that? Anything to remind you of the passing of anybody else close to you? Whether sad relationships, did you keep anything around? Whether it's somebody actually passing or a past relationship? You actually, you actually kept your screenshots? Bro, you know my phone. I got none but screenshots, pictures. Um, I got pictures of locations, man. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go by a landmark or I'll go by somewhere that 
used to mean so much to me because of somebody. I just take a picture of it just so I can see it when I want to. Um, on that level, I'm a very visual person, so I need I need that shit. I feel like my my camera roll is like an extension of my mind, man. Mm. Like I need like. Especially when it comes to like writing or creating. You need that visual representation. I need it. Especially just from how my mind work. Like I was saying about the whole um having to reset my phone back to August twenty nineteen. Mm. When I'm 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 looking at my, my camera roll and just a few scrolling of just what's going on, I feel how I felt back in August. Mm. I remember what was going on, who I was talking to, all these things, all these emotions because it's like it's like a scrapbook. It's like it's like me chronicling my life at that time. There'll be times where let's say I need to put myself back in twenty seventeen. I'll just go to my camera roll, type in twenty seventeen and just scroll through it. Just just look at how I was feeling, what made me feel a kind of way. I'm big on that too. If something makes me think a kind of way or feel something or have me have an abnormal thought, I'll screenshot it. And what's funny, mm-hmm. oh, this is funny. I guess it's my second van shout out. <laughs> the big two. I'm a nasty nigga, dog. It's a two for guys. So, this is like maybe like two or three weeks ago. Uh-huh. No, no, no. It was, yeah, two or three weeks ago. I'm sorry. I don't know why I just got excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was two or three weeks ago. This was during uh, my phone getting me going back. Mm-hmm. The, the reset, right? And I'm going through 2017, bro. Mm-hmm. And going through shit, and I, and I, you know, I see a certain somebody in 2017. Oh yeah, man. So, uh, for transparency, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that part. So, <laughs> so, uh. A photo shoot was done and in a library. Yeah. And there was a particular angle in which a shot was taken. Mm-hmm. And a certain young lady was looking to a book. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this was like it's like three or four o'clock in the morning. I remember seeing it. And I really liked how it was shot. I liked the saturation, the color, I like I just liked the whole scene of it. Mm-hmm. I took a screenshot of it. I took two screenshots of the the, the shoot. <laughs> and I wanna say I sent a friend request. Mm-hmm. I was man. Yeah. Oh, shout outs. So it was like, I forget when it was in 2017, but that was the first time I saw it. Mm. And it's just because I remember seeing it and I remember it made me think. It was thought provoking. I liked how it looked. I took a screenshot and look, three years later. I don't like having my thoughts provoked, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I love having my thoughts provoked. It depends on what the provo- uh, provo- provocateur is, for real, for real. Um, but that, that, that's that, that's a good... That's a level of what I'm saying about why I take like screenshots. I should like that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, it, it, you know, anything I find, Things that move me... I'm not moved easily. Mm. That's another thing. I'm not moved easily. So if something moves me, I keep it because I never know where it may bring me back to. Mm. Damn, I feel so that's why when it comes to a lot of friends that have passed, even before I knew it, you know, everybody I consider a friend is on my phone. 
Mm. So if something happens to him or something, because it's not that guy scurrying, try to savor these memories or whatever, it's, it's there. And that's all there for me. Man. Because I don't want I don't want to lose that. You know what I'm saying. I feel that I feel like um. I feel like a lot of times stuff like that is a burden to me for real, for real. Um, the attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you scared of? I don't know. Um, I'm scared uh, of me in a second. Yeah, that, that of course, that of course, and I'm learning like I've learned that it's okay to feel certain type of ways for real, for real. It's also okay for letting people make you feel something. Yeah, because that doesn't make you a sucker. So like, again, me, 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 me talking to Van. Like, being in this long-distance situation, like, I know my intentions. I made my intentions clear to her, where my mind's at, what I want to do, you know. So if something happens to where, you know, she could be, like, for instance, she was the type of shorty to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Or try to twist me or flip me some shit. Mm-hmm. If she does that to me, that doesn't make me a sucker. Mm. That's not a reflection on me. Me being honest and try to do the right thing doesn't make me a sucker. Hmm. Because I don't have any ulterior motive. Mm, if I was okay. on, if I was on some fuck shit, okay. let's say like, like a lot of these niggas be tricking, like oh you gonna finance you some pussy and then shorty flip you, like yeah nigga you a no, sucker. It's part of the game. You got flipped, but if if you know you you're doing the if you know you're doing the right thing for the right reasons and somebody does something to you that doesn't make you the sucker. I guess what I, that's what I have to learn because if both of those happen to me, I feel like I'd be left feeling the same type of the same type of way. That's, <laughs> a, that, that's not a reflection on your character. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a good feeling, but I mean. Hmm. That's the difference. That's what I've grown to realize. Like, this kind of motherfucker do some shit. That's that's not a reflection on my character. That doesn't make Twy any less anything. That's awesome. Okay. All right. As we continue, sleep well. Sleep well. Lately, I haven't been sleeping well. Sleep well. Sleep well. Sleep well. Lately, I haven't been sleeping well. Sleep well. Um, If there's one thing... And I can say that me and Twy are talented at is uh, when shit hit the fan, we turn that fan on right above the bed and go to bed. Oh man, no shirt. No shirt, dog. Um, sometimes it gets to a point where I'm like, you know what? I can't even take no more of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can heal whatever's going inside of me right now. It's to go to fucking bed. Not even a hill, just like a fast forward. Yeah, just a fast forward, man. Um, especially, um, especially the wallows, man. When the nigga was going through the wallows heavy, and I hated every bit of it because I hated how every time something, a certain thing happened, it would get an emotional response from me. If I even felt a little bit of the pre-wallows coming, I would call my nigga twice. And if that shit didn't like distract me from whatever it was... I, I guess it's gonna be an early night for your boy. Um, 
But even then, sometimes it gets to the point, like Jay-Z was saying, like, sometimes you're just so emotionally knotted and fucked up, whether it's from grief or or any of his, any of his cousins, that uh, sleep, sleep, you can't attain sleep, man. Has there ever been a situation for you, man, where you literally, like, you, all right, boom, you fucked up and you just stuck in bed, dog, dealing with this pity of emotions in you? No. You was always able to go through <laughs> no matter what bullshit was going on. What's going on? Twice I gonna sleep, bro. It's for um, I need that peace, man. On a lighter note, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a hundred percent fuck you with you. It's crazy how um every time I got into an argument with Shorty, how sleepy I got, dog. Especially Shorty's going off. Yeah, and then my eyes get heavy. It's that peace. It's that <laughs> peace. It's that escape. You know, um, that's my form of escape. That's my form of recharging. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep, man. And just, I have yet to come across something that can slot, stop me from sleeping. At least nowadays, I sleep for the right reasons. I don't sleep to, like, run away from my issues. I literally sleep to recharge when I'm tired or, you know, yeah. to get back on my feet. But, yeah, um, sleep, bro. Sleep is scary. <laughs> now, for real, sleep is a very scary thing because yeah. when I was going through... In this bed, man, sitting in my, laying in my bed, laying on one side because my body hurt so my or my left side of my lung hurt so much I couldn't sleep on that side. And every time I like, I can't even describe the pain. I really can't even describe that pain, man. That pain was. That pain was very scary, man. I was scared. I was extremely scared because as tired as I was, as sleepy as I was, I was scared to get some sleep because I didn't know if I was going to wake up. So now you're just upsetting with yourself, suffering. Suffering for real, for real. Uh... Suffering but thinking, like, thinking, like, would I even think about this hook? Because a lot of them call them home, so we'll never sing again. I got texts on my phone, I'll never ping again. Whole time I'm laying in bed, I'm texting, texting, trying to communicate, getting tired, man. Laying on one side of my body, fighting for every breath, shit hurts so bad. And the only thing going through my mind is that if this gets any worse, I can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to survive this. If this keeps getting worse the way it is, how am I going to be able to breathe? And how am I going to be able to breathe while I'm sleeping? So I can't even find a comfort in, okay, if I sleep and, and, and rest through this. It's like a risk. Like I like like we were saying, like I've always ran to sleep to get through my issues. I know sleep and healing and all that. I'm taking a huge risk even running to that because I don't know if I'm going to wake up. This could be my last thoughts. This could be my last text I ever sent. Hmm. You feel me? I definitely feel you. It'll be the last time I look in my mother's eyes. And I don't know it. Am I willing to take that chance? Okay. As we continue, eyes fiery, cry tears to my diary. Sometimes as any bar can help me fight back the anxiety. I feel like in this bar, 
He's talking about like you, your diary would be all the screenshots and things of that nature, all these memories, this collection of memories and stuff that you've that you've collected throughout. What you think? Would that be your diary? Absolutely. I don't really um. <laughs> I don't really like. I got pictures and shit like that, but like, I don't even think diary has to be a literal thing. I uh, think it's just. No, I'm not. You like, I'm using a, just something you know to contain. Uh, just something you know, like a, a illustration of uh, something you hold your memories and something you cherish. Uh, things that are special to happen. I don't to even you. think it has to be that, bro. Okay. I think a place could be your diary, bro. Uh-huh. Whether that be your room, your car. Eyes fiery, cry tears to my diary. Sometimes any bar can't help you fight back the anxiety. This nigga could be sitting in his car just mm-hmm. talking. It's the only place. The, the car knows all my secrets. My car knows how I feel every day. This is this is my diary. I'm just not writing it down type shit. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's one interpretation of it. Um, one part that strike home for me is I go to my Lord quietly. I go to my Lord quietly. Tear drops on our faces teardrops on my faces it's like teardrops turn on the waterfalls by the time they reach my laces right mm-hmm. I go to my lord quietly you know the song being called all praise is due to Allah is that even in times of hardship and anguish and heartache and grief and all these emotions JLX like, still feels the need to thank God for what's going on. Hmm. He's not going in anger. He's not going with resentment. He's not going with harsh emotion. He goes to his Lord quietly, humbly, vulnerable and humble for comfort. Yeah. And that bar really speaks to me. Yeah. And to me, it also shows like, yo... The opening of emotions, for real, for real. When he said, like, um, teardrops on my faces, it's like teardrops become waterfalls by the time they reach my laces. To me, that's like a nigga finally, you know, everybody got that feeling when that when that cry just takes over you, dog. There's nothing you can do but just sob, for real, for real. Like, sometimes it's uncontrollable. You could, you could try to hold it back, but that thing just cracks, and all you are there just standing there with your tears, man. Why you think? I try to deny it, but crying to me is a very healing thing, man. Sometimes, um, it just, sometimes it just feels good to let everything that's been fucking building up inside of you, everything that's literally killing you, man, and you just cry and you let it go. And then that, that breath of fresh air that comes immediately afterwards, after this amalgamation of emotions just, just fucking leaves you for a second, man. I know I, I I know I always feel better after like if especially if I'm overtaking especially when panic attacks used to hit me man and I I just used to be there shelling myself dog a fucking puddle feeling weak as fuck dog and then after the tears and shit and then I just take that deep breath dog and it just like all that just me expelling all that out it just felt so fucking good I don't know I guess it's just the release of it. Like you said, it's a release. It's a little release. The next bar is, my eyelids is like levees, but my tears ducks is like glaciers, right? Mm-hmm. As I contemplate creation, the salt that heals my wounds pour out my eyes is like libations. Mm-hmm. It's the release of it. The whole reason I wanted to make this episode 
about this song is because I had to release. Like I was saying, um, now I use my ego to protect me, but I can't. All protection is not good protection. For me. It's awesome. You have to, like a bulletproof vest, right? Mm-hmm. A bulletproof vest, if it works right, it should stop the bullet to prevent it from killing you. Mm-hmm. But you're still going to get bruised. Yeah. You're still, you're still going to get hurt. You're still going to get that, that, that force. And I have to acknowledge the hurt. Mm. And that's what was going on. That's what made me listen to the song. because, like, not, This is what made me want to do the song because I had to acknowledge the bruising underneath my vest. You know, as fortunate and happy I am to be alive, I really had to mourn my own almost passing away in a way. This song forced me to acknowledge how close I was to the grave. Made me feel what my mother would have felt, right? Mm -hmm. And all these, everything that you're saying is exactly what was going through my mind. As I contemplate creation, the salt of him, the salt that heals my wounds, pours out my eyes just like libation. I can't stop my mind from racing. I got numbers on my phone. I got pictures on my phone. The day my mama died, I I text her. The day my mama died, I scroll her texts all day long. The physical returns, but the connection still stays strong. Now I understand why you used to cry. Sometimes we ride down Claiborne, right? And uh, and uh, um, one of my biggest regrets, man. Um, I had a moment where I was acting out for real. That's the best way I could describe it. I threw a fucking tantrum in my old Metro phone. I had a message from Josh, and he called me, and he was like, you know, hey, you funny looking nigga, hit me back, man. And then um, I had that text message in my phone for about two years, and then I remember uh. My birthday, my senior year, uh, mom's dudes paid for me to get a new phone. So I remember going to Metro, like, yeah, let's do this thing. And then I showed her the voicemail, and I showed her, was like, yeah, if you get a new phone, we can't transfer this voicemail. So it's going to be stuck on this John's forever. And I'm like, wait, what you mean? And she was like, yeah, like, it's going to have to stay on this phone. So I'm like, okay. Yada, yada, yada. I did my thing. I got my two cell phones or whatever. And then one day I was listening to the message or whatever, trying to battle. Like, I didn't understand depression and shit like that. I didn't understand grief and shit like that. I just knew a nigga was hurting. And then I don't know what came over me. And just the moment of pure anger, dog, I broke that fucking phone. And I still one of my biggest fucking regrets, dog. Mm-hmm. I broke that fucking phone. And then, of course, me being the dickhead that I am, with all this frustration and all this pain that I'm feeling, man, did I deal with it correctly or did I take it all out on Reezy? Well, so what does that mean? Um, right here, man, when he says the, um, when the physical returns, but the connection is still stays strong, man, he's 100% correct. Because even though, even though, you know, Josh's physical is no longer there, that connection that he had, it's like I lost my motherfucking brother, man. And in a, in, a, in a bit of pure selfishness because of how I feel, and I really fucked up a really good memory. I really fucked up a real special moment just because I didn't know how to deal with it. The physical return, but the connection still stays strong. Now I understand why you used to cry when we ride down Claiborne. You just miss your mama. Now I just miss my mamas. 
this uh this sums up the change of perspective for me when I listen to the song. Mm-hmm. When I first listened to the song, the only thing I could think about was how I'm going to deal with my mother dying. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought about how my mother would feel if I died. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good feeling. It's a very terrible feeling. You just miss your mom and I just miss my mom. The clothes we wear to bed at night to sleep is just pajamas. That's really just talking about the soul, right? Yeah. That's talking about, like, in the next bar, the flesh we roam on this earth is a blessing, not a promise. The flesh we roam this earth in is a blessing, not a promise. I was so close to losing my physical, bro. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was scared. I was literally scared to death. I was very terrified every time I went to sleep. And that's how you know um, it was you dealing with it because, like, I'm thinking, like, I couldn't, even at your worst, I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that I might lose my best nigga. Like, it, it the, the thought of it was, all right, so I got this COVID shit. Damn, that nigga's doing fucking bad. But that nigga's gonna get over it. Like the thought of while you're dealing with this, the thought of you passing, like of course it crossed my mind, but it seemed impossible. Like it seemed like a fucking like on some inception fantasy type shit. Like, like that's impossible. That's my main nigga, yo. Like we gonna be on this shit forever. The concept like I couldn't even um it it it, it didn't make any sense. It, I couldn't even process the thought of it. Like, the fuck? Me out here without my main nigga. That don't even like that's not good math. I understand it. Um, even certain folks once they find out. Um I could tell a lot of people don't understand the Severity. The severity of it because it's like, oh, okay, but you still here. And, you know, like like I knew you were sick, but like I didn't think anything would happen to you. Right? Uh. <sighs> Um, it's not a way to think, man. We take life for granted. It's very, um, what's the word? Very arrogant mm-hmm. to think that of anybody. Yeah, like, what gives you, what gives you the comfort in thinking that that won't happen? And I think that's just it. It's just the comfort of that thought, like, and because of, because the comfort of that thought, you, anything that that breaks that thought process just seems irrational, just because you want to be comfortable during that time, because the thought of anything else would break you for real, for real. So no matter how, like, no matter how real, how much of reality it is. It's not a part of you where you refuse to accept that reality. But you're not taking advantage of the reality of what's going on. Mm, what you mean? So, like for you, like you mm. just said, you couldn't even wrap your mind around the thought of me even dying. So mm. what if I died? Then what? You're going to wish that you would have spent the last, last my last moments? Yeah, of course. All of that. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's arrogant. Mm-hmm. That's you thinking like, oh, okay, he's gonna pull through it this and the third, whatever. Same thing like you know people get sick. Oh, he's in the hospital. Oh, um, I'm not gonna go to the hospital today. I'm gonna go tomorrow. Tomorrow come. Now I'm gonna come. Now Friday I'm gonna come see him. Yeah, yeah. Your, your man down Thursday because you thought he was gonna pull through. Mm-hmm. Now. Now All that for what? Now you're in shambles yourself. When you could have just understood the severity and the how delicate life is. Like life is not easy. And very resilient and very uh what's the word? Life is resilient, life is strong, life is impactful, but life is very delicate. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people acknowledge that the same life that can fight through all these diseases and pull through all this and that and third is the same life that can be pulled away so quickly. I bow with those who bow to the creator and pay homage. Sleep well. Lately, I haven't been sleeping well. I even hit the beach and soak my feet and skip some seashells. The lump inside my throat sometimes just towers like the e-fell. Sometimes I wonder, do trees get sad when they see leaves fell? What that shit mean? To me, this just means like, yo, while you're going through what you're going through, sometimes it's best to like change your environment and switch things around for real, for real. As you contemplate these, these deep thoughts, like sometimes the best thing for you is like that change. You can't just be stuck, especially when you're grieving, man. You can't just be stuck in the same place where where you feel all your wallows gather. You got to get a different perspective. You got to get a different uh, breath, man, because that shit will drown you for real. Um, sometimes I wonder the trees get sad when they see the leaves fall. Sleep well. What does online mean? Sometimes I wonder do trees get sad when they see leaves fall. I wonder um, if it's like a... A double entendre for like his family tree, for real, for real, and then seeing um the leaves falling being uh, uh, a metaphor for people that's close to you in that family tree, whether it's family, blood relation or not, like people that you lose are a part of it. My interpretation is trees, leaves fall, right? Mm-hmm. It's a natural process. Every season. Trees produce leaves that fall at the end of season, right? Mm. Why would a tree get sad for something so natural that's supposed to happen? And I feel like that's what he's saying about humans. Mm. Like death is natural. We shouldn't be sad about what's going on. Death is the most natural thing on this earth. Death is the inevitability. I wonder do trees get sad when they see leaves fell. Like you were saying about your cousin Josh, you having all these emotions and all these and all these wild range of emotions for something that is supposed to happen. Mm. What does that mean? Sometimes even the most natural thing can seem unnatural when you're not prepared for it. How are you not prepared for it? Is that the first person that you ever witnessed die? Um, was that the first death you ever heard of? 
It wasn't the first death I ever heard of. It was probably that's the, what I'm saying. It was, the, it was the death first death close to me. Everybody knows that death happens. Yeah. Plus the fact that he was young, because I feel like if Josh was like my grandpa, something like that, of course it's gonna hurt. Was that the first young person you heard? Yeah, about it, was, it was definitely like that. I was related to. But I'm just saying in general. So yeah. You know, no, but well, that's I feel like that's the difference. Like we we everybody everybody knows that death happens, mm-hmm. regardless if it happens close to you or not. Mm-hmm. All ages, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, death happens. You know, but why do we take it as unnatural when it's related to us? It's this life we take for granted, man. Um, excuse me. We really walk around here thinking like, yo, you're going to be with said person forever, man. There's always going to be time to make memories. There's always going to be time for forgiveness. There's always going to be time to... to My regret. question is what makes you feel that way? What 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 makes you entitled hmm. to think that you deserve that? I guess because it's easier than dealing with the latter and accepting that like this shit can be changed for real, for real. Sometimes just sometimes it's easier to live in your own reality of these situations and accept the actual gravity of the situation. You don't want to face it for real, man. Sometimes the truth, like the truth, sometimes the truth is too real for you. The shit gonna come anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. It's going to come. Regardless of how you choose to frame whatever, mm. this shit going to happen. Yeah. So what's the even for that? That's the, that's the point I'm trying to, or how I view shit. Mm. It's a waste of time. You are setting yourself up for failure. Because regardless of how you choose to make your reality or whatever, mm. these leaves are going to fall. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you view nature or what you do to your garden or whatever. Nature is going to be nature. Yeah. And these things are going to happen. So you, it's a waste of fucking time. You can't break nature. Break yeah. Nature will break you before you break it. 100%. So that's why I like that line really is very intriguing to me. I wonder do the trees get sad. Why the fuck would a tree get sad? Because you're a part of nature. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. That you would get sad for a situation like this. Why would a why would a tree take nature personal? <laughs> like I know I'm a tr- I'm, I know I'm a tree in this big ass forest, but why would this happen to me? Why why? Nah, even though I'm a identical tree mm. to everybody else in this forest, there's no way this could happen to me. That mm. doesn't make sense. I feel like that's exactly what we go through as people. Mm. Everybody who goes through this kind of heavy grief and denial. They look at themselves as they're entitled to the exception with no real reason to. Outside of your name, I may know you. You're no different from... If I put you in a, in a group of 20, 30 niggas, mm. you're no different between a tree and a forest. Yoda. But for whatever reason, you feel like this shouldn't happen to me. You're going to get sad when it's a natural order of life. And that's a big perspective that as hard as it is, we have to acknowledge. Sleep well. The last time that I kissed you, you felt cold, but you looked peaceful. So who's really going to war? It's uh, uh, the homies that's, that's still alive. Right. A lot of times folks will say, oh, so-and-so died, so I have to do this for them. Mm-hmm. I have to do this for them in their memories. Like, bro, you don't have to do anything. Everything that you're doing is to serve yourself. This person is dead and gone and in peace. Mm-hmm. Don't don't lie to yourself. Don't try to create 
a scenario in your in your mind to where you need to do such and such and such and such for a person. That's not you no more. Because a lot of people fool themselves with the whole in their memory type shit. Yeah. I have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this in memory of a person that's dead and gone. That will never live another breath, never think another thought. Who is at peace and their life is complete, 100% complete in the out of this world. Who are you really doing it for? Really doing it for yourself, man, for real. To serve your nature, to serve your ego, to serve your feelings. It's all around. serving yourself, man. Mm-hmm. It's much easier just to say that you're being selfish because there's nothing wrong with doing things for yourself because somebody, like somebody you care about, something happens, but you have to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Don't fool yourself, man. I know a lot of niggas. Wow, you're fooling themselves for real. Fooling themselves. Your homie passed, and you got to do this, you got to do this. I, but nah, but nah, nigga, you're doing it for yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Your nigga is dead and gone at peace. And that's it. <laughs> I read I read our text. I, I read our message thread when I get low and need a refill. He's not doing that for his mother. His mother's complete. Yeah, he's doing that for himself. Like, so when he gets slow and he needs that refill. So he's doing it completely for himself. But I think that's dope. Um, sleep well. You read sleep well. Who, like, and then and then that's the part. Sleep well. Sleep well. Lately, I haven't been sleeping well. Mm. Like that's the hook. You don't need to tell someone dead to sleep well. Mm-hmm. Talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy like like we live in an age where we can have these little messages and stuff like that to pass the reminisce of people because you can still see their humor you can still see the intelligence you can still see stuff like that when somebody passes for real for real but sometimes it's not enough it's not enough in what what way you mean sometimes you need more than that man like you need them says who says who I say so I'm saying like says who like why is what I'm saying sometimes you just like, that wisdom is gone that connection is gone for real for real sometimes you feel like you need that just for you it might be more selfish thinking but just about like at some point it's a grieving and, mo- and, yeah. and mourning and moving on you, you gotta let go mm-hmm. and then that's why I was saying the difference between grieving and depression Depression is a part of grieving, but you need to let go. That's why when people die and they think that, oh, if I push off, if I if I put off this grieving for so for so long, fuck it, I'm gonna get to it when I get to it. If you're depressed, you're already grieving. You're just not, you're not, you're not acknowledging that that's where you're at, and you you're letting that shit dwell. You need to grieve, let those emotions get out of you, accept it, and then you can truly move move on. I know too many niggas that's hella depressed and they're sitting in this shit thinking that, oh, I'm going to grieve when I get ready. I I got control. But that's not the case. That person is dead and gone. Cherish those moments. Acknowledge what that person means to you. Memorialize them. But there's no such thing as putting that shit off, bro. Mm -hmm. That grief is there. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge it and move on. Because that shit's going to manifest in other ways. I agree, my man. That's all I got. Uh, you have any reminders? I got one reminder, but it's not a rap lyric. Mm-hmm. Call them to tell them you love them while you can. 
You know? If you have someone you have love for, share that love and cherish those moments. Because this life is a blessing, not a promise. And all of us are going to go one day. So be mindful of how you spend your time, who you spend your time with, and what you do on that time. And don't have any regrets. And uh, my reminder comes from Isaiah Rashad from Rona Raps number 11. I ain't hiding. I'm just ducking the trends. I ain't cheating. I'm just fucking your friends. Yeah. Sometimes you might get caught up in a little entanglement, man. I hear that. And you niggas, it's okay to cry because you ain't as hard as you think you are. It's been episode 76 of Running Trends. All praise is due to a large electronicas version. And when you see me on the block, protect your motherfucking neck. You want to know why? Because you's a, you's a, you's a, you's a bitch. <laughs>